Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Hey folks, welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This is episode 57. How you doing, Taylor? I'm doing quite well. Good, good. What's new? Mm, nothing. <laughs> All right. The usual, you know. I guess no news is good news. I do, I do have a rant I was thinking about going on, though. I think you would enjoy it. <laughs> By all means. All right. It's about Ghostbusters. Mm. Uh, yes, let's talk about Ghostbusters. First of all, I have a huge problem with the fact that Sony has created this PR marvel, in a way, where if you say anything negative about Ghostbusters, you're a fucking sexist and you're yeah. a horrible chauvinistic person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's possible to not like movies for reasons other than sexism, it turns out. Yeah. Like the fact that the people in it are just bad. There is that. Um, Regardless I mean, of whether they're women or not. I, I do I do like Kristen Wiig. Sure. She's the only one, though. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, uh, Kate McKinnon's Justin Bieber impression is good. <laughs> There's that. Um, yes, obviously. We haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. But... We have been following this movie since the beginning, since they said, we're going to make an all-female Ghostbusters, because that was the first thing they said Yeah. before they even wrote the fucking script. Right. Well, it's like, they said, oh, we're making a Ghostbusters movie, and so we just immediately, you know, as most people I think probably did, thought, sweet, they're making a Ghostbusters sequel. No. That's not what's happening. No. It's a reboot. And that that's another thing, is the trailer says... 30 years ago, four scientists saved New York City. Yeah. But this takes place in a completely different universe. Right. Paul Feig has said that this is not the same universe. And yet they're banking on, uh, you know, this the retro trend and yeah. people's... Uh, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia? Yes, thank you. <laughs> in, the, in the fucking trailer. Yeah. And, you know, it's... The, the trailer doesn't capture the the tone of the original two movies it doesn't the the comedy is completely different it's much more slapstick at least in the trailer mm-hmm. and it's just it's you know you can't just take a director who oh he does comedy so he must he would be good at doing a ghostbusters it's like no there's things about there there's a feel to the ghostbusters movies and it Again, judging solely by the trailer, it just doesn't feel like it's there. Yeah, um, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't even have the heart that the original does. Uh, I mean, if you could capture that, you'd at least have something. But this one, it it seems solely like a cash grab. Like you can almost tell that the original. Was like a like a passion project for all the people involved. Yeah, like particularly like, um, well, I guess probably particularly Dan Aykroyd, but I mean, and to a lesser extent, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and Ernie Hudson. He's like just like he was in the actual movie. He's kind of like the outsider. He's kind of the throw-in. Yeah. Um. But. It's it, it it's very clear that this was just done by Sony to make money. Whether or not Paul Feig or any of the people involved directly in the movie uh, had 
passionate about it. Well, I mean, you have to remember that Paul Feig wasn't the first person to, to write this. Remember, it was supposed to be written by the guys from The Office. Right, but that was going to be... There's a sequel, right? It was either a sequel or a, re, a reboot. Like a true reboot? Yeah. Um, or like a remake? Essentially, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... And the, the minute we heard Paul Feig was going to be involved, it's like I don't even think they had announced that it was going to be an all-female cast. They're all-female Ghostbusters. I don't think they'd even announced that yet. But as soon as we heard Paul Feig was attached, I think we knew exactly what was going to happen. That Melissa McCarthy was, was going to be in it? At least. Yeah, yeah, we called that right away. Yeah. Because they they can't succeed without one another. Apparently. Um. And I mean, like me and you were having this conversation off mic the other day, but I still have a special place in my heart for Paul Feig because he did co-create Freaks and Geeks, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Right. But, but like I said, you can't just take any comedy director and throw him into a pre-existing franchise and think it's going to work mm-hmm. just because they're the same genre. Yeah. And, you know, like on the same same uh, thing is like I I really love Arrested Development he directed a handful of really good episodes. So that that's great. But there's absolutely no forgiving him for Melissa McCarthy. I will never forgive him for that. I mean, to, to put it into a horror perspective, you can't take somebody who's directed a bunch of really great slasher movies and just suddenly expect him to be able to make a great zombie movie. Right. Um, definitely two different mediums. Uh, and, you know, I mean, Ivan Reitman, he was... Like like in the seventies and eighties, like he was like one of those guys, like just like those highly sought after directors. Yeah. Um, and uh, he just he just had that that vision and that that eye for for things that that really helped make the original two so good. This one is pulp. Like I said, the comedy is like so slapstick. It's over the top. It's cartoonish. There's no it's seriousness lazy. in the trailer at all. No, it's it, it, it's lazy. Yeah, it's lazy comedy. Like, especially Leslie Jones. I know the the one part in the trailer where like she's slapping her around, mm-hmm. and Melissa McCarthy's like, "Oh, that's gonna leave a mark." I saw somebody put a side by side of that and Chris Farley. <laughs> it was like glad to see Chris Farley still getting work. <laughs> see, like Leslie Jones, she's basically supposed to be playing like the Ernie Hudson character, the the Winston Zeddemore character. Basically, she you know joins the group later. Apparently, there's a big outrage that she works for MTA. Why is that an outrage? I I don't know because everything's an outrage these days. I don't get it. <laughs> Um, but because she's not like a quote unquote real Ghostbuster, but it's like, have you seen the original? That's how Zedmore was. He yeah. just kind of joined the group later. Yeah. Like that, that, that's always like, um, Venkman and Stance and Egon, they were all the, like, they they were like the core because they were all scientists. They all worked together before they even started Ghostbusters. Then Winston came along because there was an open jo- job ad. <laughs> they actually put a job ad in the paper. Um, so he's just he's just a guy. He was there for a paycheck. Yeah. And just got roped into things with apocalyptic 
implications. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I hate this so much. We, we were. I went and saw. I went and saw Ten Cloverfield Lane yesterday. Oh, really? Already? Well, because uh, my whole family went, so it was, oh, okay. was kind of like a an outing. So now I have to remember that for two weeks. So that'll be fun. Um, but uh, they they ran a trailer for Ghostbusters, and I, I is it the same one? I don't recall. It may have been a little expanded, you know, for theatrical yeah. release. Um, but essentially, it was the same. And just watching it again, and and oh my god, listening to people laugh about laugh at it in the theater made my fucking skin crawl. <laughs> it's like, don't laugh. This isn't funny. Don't nothing, encourage them. Nothing about this is funny. Not a single thing. Not a single stupid fucking joke in this trailer is funny. I mean, it's funny in like the way that Chevy Chase falling downstairs is funny. <laughs> sure. But I don't want Chevy Chase falling downstairs in my Ghostbusters. Sure, yeah. I don't want Chevy Chase in the Ghostbusters. It's like, I don't want Pepsi in my Coke in my cereal, you know? Sure. I like both those things, but I don't want them together. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I just oh god. I mean, we're, we're covering ground that we've covered many times before here, but it's just yeah. And, and you know, I just mainly I wanted to point out all the things wrong with it that aren't just there's a female Ghostbusters cast. And I'm not naive to think that you know no one's saying that. Everyone knows the, the real reason that's wrong. No, there's plenty of stupid chauvinistic Donald Trump supporters out there mm-hmm. who are. You know, I'm sure saying, oh, I'm not going to see it because they're all female and women can't be Ghostbusters. Boo, boo, beep, boo. <laughs> Make America great again. <laughs> um, oh, how about the ghosts? Just over CGI bullshit? Yeah, and the fact that they look like they're at a blacklight rave? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's what you're going with? Also, this is a little bit of news, I guess, but there's no Stay Puft. No, I kind of assumed there wouldn't be. Yeah, it's been confirmed. No Stay Puft. Right. Well, when, I mean, when they announced uh, Rowan. Yeah, it kind of seemed like he was taking the, the role. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said as much. Like he was. Well, they said he got enormous. Just, yeah, yeah. Just kind of assumed that he was he was the giant, white, fluffy Michelin man looking thing that attacks the city. Well, I think despite the fact that like this movie seems to be almost identical, like story storyline wise to the original. um. I think that the fact that they're trying to make this a reboot, um, they're they're probably trying to steer away from things like that, like the like the Stay Puft, and they're trying to make it at least a little different, so people don't just say, "Oh, well, this is just a remake." Yeah, it's like no, it's a, it's a reboot, Re- reboot. It's not a remake. Starting the franchise over, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, take this with a grain of salt, but I read that there's still talks of uh, an all-male Ghostbusters at Sony that well, could I still mean, happen. We do have news about the Ghostbusters franchise later in the show, too. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, that's actually in remains, so I mean, I'll use this time to kind of talk about it since we try to keep those ones short. But something occurred to me. It's like, you know, they're talking about like... a. a Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt playing right. Ghostbusters. Well, they want they were the ones that were like spearheading it. Channing Tatum was, yeah, I think. Yeah, more so Channing Tatum. I but. think Chris Pratt was just kind of along for the ride. Um, but 
you know, I was thinking about that. And it's like, as much as I like those guys, uh, I mean, Chatting Tatum, he, he needs to just stick to comedy because that's, because he's such a bad actor that like it works in comedy. <laughs> um, but he kind of reminds me of Gronk. A little bit, yeah. Um, but those those guys, uh, they're both they're they're too good looking to play yeah, Ghostbusters. Chris Pratt now. If sure. you had like Andy Dwyer, Chris Pratt, that's a great race dance right there. Sure, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, like yeah, me, me and my girlfriend watched both of them uh, last weekend. We just sat down a marathon. Well, I don't know if it's a marathon if it's only two, but regardless, uh, and like, double feature. We started talking about you know i told her about the that chris pratt and uh channing tatum wanted to do one so we were talking about who they would play and uh she thinks that that channing tatum would be really funny as egon no she just thinks it would be funny to see him in like this nerdy role <laughs> so, but we did both agree that donald we wanted donald glover to play Zedmore. <laughs> see I, that's the thing though if you want to make a remake and not, not necessarily saying they they want to like just a, an actual remake that may not even be on the, the, um, the docket uh, agenda. Uh, sure. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but we'll, let's go with that. Um, they, they can't use these like young, hot stars. They, they got to find some older guys. That's true. That's what the original was. They were these old dorky, scientists that got booted out of Columbia and uh, was it Columbia? I think so. In fact, I'm almost certain. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was Columbia or if they talked about going to Columbia. Oh, uh, I don't know. Whatever. I, know. I know they talked about Columbia, but I don't know. They got, a, they got booted out of a prestigious university, whatever it may be. And they decided to go to start this ghost hunting business. And, like that that was that's what it was like the fact that they were these like castoffs from society and, yeah um you know these like almost bookworms i mean except for vankman who was a little more of a uh, bigger he was a little bigger of a personality but it's like it's not these studly like this is super, true this is true <laughs> Yeah, if they had gone the way of like Ghostbusters three, at least the script that was on the internet, which you know, official or not, I don't give a fuck who wrote it. It was good. The sorry, say that again. The Ghostbusters three script. Oh, that yeah. Because yeah. there was all these like, oh, it was written by these guys, and then it came out. And it was like, oh, it wasn't actually written by them. It's just these two jabronis trying to get pub uh, publicity for their own script. I, was like, I don't care. It was good. I don't care who wrote it. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge problem in Hollywood. We're just just dismissing these people because we don't know their names, pretty much. Fuck off. Well, it's you know uh, um, unsolicited stuff. Oh, whatever. Fuck yeah. that. It was good. Um, I haven't actually. I, I, you're gonna need to send me a link to it or something because I've I've done some. I'll see if I can find it again. Yeah. Um, because I know I read it on Bloody Disgusting. I think they pulled it. But basically, the the premise is that there's these new young Ghostbusters. One of them being Oscar. Right. Um. <clears throat> and they they you know are being groomed to take the place of the ghostbusters and then spoiler alert at the end of the movie the original cast dies mm-hmm. and so then the, you just have these new ghostbusters taking over that would work yeah if you know they wanted to have channing tatum and chris pratt in a role like that although they might be too old for that uh, 
I don't know. I mean, if if that's something they could create in the next couple of years. Because I mean, you figure Oscar was born in the eighties. I guess that makes him in his thirties. No, they might work. Yeah, I mean, he's he's younger than me. Yeah, I'm, I'm thirty. Okay, so, so they they might be a little old for it, but but even still, like they could have Oscar be like um, like like the, kind of the outcast, like like um, like the other guys who are like legitimately recruited into the Ghostbusters. They feel like it's maybe like some nepotism, like they just sure, let this kid yeah. in because he's because he's Vankum's son. Yeah. Um. Of course, I mean, I guess they never actually confirmed that, but maybe that's something they could set up in in the, in the third movie. Well, I mean, either way, you, you could have Venkman and uh, Dana, you know, end up together. Sure. And then, so even if Oscar isn't actually Venkman's son, he's, you know, like an adopted son. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, like that, that would work so well. And then you can continue the franchise for as long as you want. You don't have to reboot it. Yeah. You can just keep turning it over and you could have women on it. You could have yeah. more, you could have more than four Ghostbusters. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> have several teams of Ghostbusters. You could have like a a hundred Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean it's like think of something like uh, you have fat ones, skinny ones, ones that climb on rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but think think of like uh, like Men in Black. There are like you they, you go into Men in Black headquarters. There are hundreds. Of yeah. people there, but they focus on two, three-ish people. It's like you could have this expansive, huge company. You could have this, like, from you know, from a uh, studio perspective. There's your expanded universe right yeah. there, and you can franchise them. You know, Ghostbusters L.A. Yeah. Well, that's another thing about the reboot. It's filmed in fucking Massachusetts. It's not right. even filmed in New York City. Yeah. I remember uh, when the trailer first came out, uh, um, Ted Geohegan, I think is how you say it, the guy who actually made We Are Still Here that we'll be talking about later, mm-hmm. he was on Twitter and he was like, New Yorkers know New York and we know that that's not fucking New York. <laughs> he was like, a couple of street signs and major uh, you know, landmarks aren't enough. Yeah. It's like, we know. It's just like when, uh, you know, for us here. They, yeah, like, when they film in Vancouver and then they do a fly over the Space Needle, it's like, come on. Yeah, or even, you know, they, like, um, when when they pull up to buildings, like, we can tell that that's not Seattle. Yeah. Like, just by the, the way things are laid out, architecture, uh, I mean, just just things. When you live in a city, you you know that city. The big difference is, we go, that's not Seattle. New Yorkers go, that ain't fucking New York! <laughs> New York! <laughs> And then they like boycott the movie and riot and <laughs> burn things, flip cars, fucking uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I hate in the trailer that like I mean we covered this already, but like this is obviously supposed to be in a separate universe than the original. But they say thirty years ago, you know, four scientists or three scientists, blah 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 blah, and they actually they sh- say four scientists. Do they say four? Yeah, for fuck's sake. So they couldn't even get that right. Like, see, lazy. Like I said before, it's lazy so little attention to any kind of detail so little attention to in, like trying to make these jokes clever yeah it's just stupid shit like it's it's broadcasted and made for the lowest common denominator that's exactly it yeah um but uh where was i going with that 
I don't know. Oh, in the trailer, yeah, they say 30 years ago, you know, four scientists, blah, blah, blah. And they actually show, was it Hook and Ladder 9? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the, the original Ghostbusters building. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, if this is supposed to be a reboot of the franchise, then don't tie it to the original franchise. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, now this has been a 20 minute conversation. Yeah, that was my rant. I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. Yeah. Um Yeah, just My biggest problem is with the whole like, oh, if you don't like it, you're sexist. It's like, no. Yeah. It's like would you tell a woman that she like most most women I've met don't like Ghostbusters, like the originals? Yeah. Are they sexist because they don't like them? Yes. Clearly. Obviously. Right. If Zedmore's not your favorite Ghostbuster, you're clearly racist. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh God. Anything else? Um No. I think I've said my piece. I uh, I I quit smoking. Oh yeah? Yeah. Congratulations. How long has it been? Uh it'll be two weeks on Wednesday. Nice. Well, uh, when you guys are listening to this, it'll be two weeks. Congratulations. I hate everything. <laughs> More so than usual. Yeah. Like, I, I'm truly realizing how much they balanced me out. Like, it's an issue. I hate everyone and everything. Uh, like, the slightest irritation, like, puts me on the verge of setting me off. Like, I have to use just sheer willpower to keep from exploding and how long is that supposed to last do they, do they say i don't know oh. like they say that like the, the like i don't really get cravings anymore like that that's as far as what i've read you know people think that like the worst cravings are on the first day and that's not true like i know that for a fact people have written and you know said to that fact the worst cravings are around like day three or four which is true like that, that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Cuz that that's when nicotine actually is completely removed from your body. Like all traces of nicotine are out of your body in like 72 hours. Um and yeah, that that's that's when you want to go through the roof with because of cravings. Yeah. Stress on the other hand, <clears throat> if you use it as a stress reliever like I did or a time filler, you know, just to something to do, something to f- like kill boredom that's something that i did regularly yeah and so when you use it like that as like some kind of crutch it it, that's it's fucking difficult i imagine because it's like i i I mean i won't try to bring things down too much but it's like i fucking hate how i feel right now like all the time (laughs) and i'm i'm really hoping this goes away soon yeah (laughs) Well, good luck. Yeah, don't start smoking, kids. Yeah, really. Because it's like at this point, like I don't feel any better. Like I feel the same as I did before. They said, "Oh man, when you quit well, smoking, like physically." Yeah. So once you once you quit smoking, I mean, you'll you'll be able to breathe better. I mean, you'll feel better overall. You'll sleep better. None of those things are true. <laughs> I am coughing more than I used to, and that's granted. That's because like. Trying to get all that shit out. My body's trying to cleanse itself. And that's 
okay. I mean, whatever. But like my breathing is worse. I'm coughing more. I sleep like shit. Um, I feel like shit physically. I, uh, my sense of smell is coming back, but I smell everything and everything smells awful. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. Everything I can like the two things that I've smelled that don't smell absolutely fucking terrible are luckily my cologne, and my wife's perfume and bacon and bacon. Bacon still delicious and smells awesome. Yeah. But everything else like, uh, like we, we've got our, our closet with all our shoes in it. Yeah. I walked past it the other day. I smelled our shoes and it was fucking sickening. <laughs> like I never smelled them before. And like, I constantly think I stink because I can smell just the, the slightest hint of body odor. And it's like, this thing's like people like you or, you know, like, uh, you know, people that don't smoke, um, they don't notice it because they're just used to it. It's same as like, it's kind of like, a, I never realized that smoking affected your sense of smell like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, your sense of smell and your sense of taste. I mean, those, those two senses yeah. are so tied together that they both get affected. Yeah. But, um, yeah, all those things are starting to come back and it's like, and like, I'm getting a, like a lot of more tactile sensation in my mouth and like, I'm very aware of my tongue, like all the time. It's fucking miserable. Like, this is worse than, like, the worst things I ever experienced as a smoker, this is worse. But the fact that I know that I have to do it makes me regret ever start smoking. Yeah. So, take this as a warning, guys. You will need to quit smoking eventually, whether it's because, you know, like in my case, it's like I'm doing it for for my wife, for my my kids that I want to have start having here in the next couple of years. That That's why I'm doing it. But, you know people will need to do it for for jobs for their health i mean some people don't start stop smoking until they find out they have cancer or until they die sure but it's like this is like the most miserable part of smoking and you will need to do it at some point i mean unless you are one of those people that smoke until the day you die and i mean if you if you could if you can live a full life and smoke every single day of it then bully for you but <laughs> you're you're in the vast minority yeah it's like you know our friends parents i, I guess um well i won't, won't dish on his his business too much but like his parents are in their 60s I think almost 70s and they smoke like chimneys and <laughs> actually i think his dad gave up if i remember right but his mom still smokes like a chimney and Healthy as a horse. Well, aside from, I think, like high blood pressure, but that's pretty typical for Italians. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, uh, the worst part of smoking that I've ever experienced is the, the, the pain of quitting because everything fucking sucks and I don't know when it's going to end, but I have to keep doing it. So don't start smoking. If you... Public service announcement. Yeah, if you do smoke... Stop now so you can get this shit out of the way and not have to deal with it for the rest of your life. Especially, like, thing that made me panic, like, especially after I started, like, really feeling this way, it's like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine if I tried to do this after we have kids. Yeah. Like, trying to, like, the way I feel, the way I'm, like, a fucking barrel of dynamite right now, it's like, if I try to do that when we have kids in the house, oh, my God. Throw them across the room. Yeah. I'd be the worst fucking parent on the planet. And that 
it's, it's like genuinely scares me. I bet, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, don't smoke. It's it's awful. Apparently, my sister quit smoking too. So, no, oh, well, good for both of you. Uh, it's weird because like I had I was a couple days into it, and then I was looking on Instagram, I think, and she mentioned something about quitting, and I had no idea. It was just we both quit within a couple days of each other you guys can help each other through it no i don't see like i was debating actually talking about it on the show because every time i've talked about it that's when i fail oh really yeah and that's like i knew i couldn't hide it from my wife like i i just i wasn't gonna say anything and she just asked me it's like did you quit smoking (laughs) i guess because i was acting like a complete asshole (laughs) (laughs) i i would guess um and just like Yes, and I I told her because like at this point I was really on edge like all the time, and this, this was like day three, day four. So when the those cravings were like at their peak, yeah. And I said, you know, yes, I, I quit smoking. I w- I didn't want to tell you because I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> every time I talk about it, that's when I fail, and I know that's not your fault, but just don't bother me about it, please. And she just like got wide eyed and it's like I'm I'm sorry. I just. I, I I need to just do this my way. And like I said, don't don't say anything to my parents because I don't want them asking me about it. And don't say anything to my sister. I don't I don't want anybody. It's not anybody's business right now. I just need to do this on my own. So we went to my parents on the weekend and because my sister quit smoking, my mom asked my wife if I had quit or if I had any plans to quit. And I guess her silence was a clue. <laughs> So, anyway, so now my mom knows. I We were at dinner last night, and I think now everybody knows, so that's awesome. Anyway. Okay, well, that's enough. <laughs> so don't tweet Tony about quitting smoking. Yeah, don't congratulate me. Don't do anything. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> because, like I said earlier, I hate everything and everyone right now. If you see me smiling, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's nothing personal. It's just the way I feel right now. <laughs> On that happy note. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move into some horror business. Alright, starting out with some real world horror. Uh, cut... Um, this is my fucking nightmare, by the way. Right? This is like the worst thing I can possibly imagine. Because uh, for all of you... Like Corbin Burnson is going to hear the story and go, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anybody that hates the dentist, like with a, like has a fear of the dentist... Skip ahead a few yeah, minutes. may not want to listen to this story. Um, so in... Uh, Holland, I guess, right? Well, he's being tried in Paris, or well, in France. Okay, so maybe in France then. I don't know, um, but he's a he's a Dutchman. Regardless, uh, Jacobus van Nierop, uh, a fifty-one-year-old dentist, um, is alleged to have uh, taken patients, uh, put them under anesthesia. And then ripped out healthy teeth 
uh, leaving people with broken jaws, abscesses, and sepsis. So that's that's fucking terrifying. That's bad news, bears, right there. Is what that is. I hate having my teeth cleaned. Right. This I, is why I don't go to the dentist every six months, like I'm supposed to. Because you're worried he's going to rip your teeth out and yes, break your jaw? <laughs> because I'm terrified of dentists. They stick needles in your mouth. Yeah. That's horrible. Why would you do that to a person? It's, it's like even routine dental work is fucking torture. Yeah. That's why they numb you, because they're doing terrible things to your face. Yeah. You know, you go in for something they call a deep cleaning, and they sedate you for it. Yeah. It's like they're not even drilling. They're just cleaning. Yes. And they have to sedate you. And they scrape your teeth with metal. Yeah. That's already something I don't like. That's why, that's why like, you know, this missing tooth I have here. You remember when it... You got a missing tooth back there? Yeah. I got a missing tooth back there. Oh. oh. Twinsies. <laughs> Maybe we should go to the dentist more often. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like... This was a, it was a root canal, um, because the I, I had a bad filling in it. That's happened to mine too. Yeah, well, okay. So maybe my fear of dentists comes from going to dentists in Enumclaw. <laughs> but you actually, when this happened, when this first became an issue, we were playing that show at the MP. Oh God! Yeah, that's when this first became an issue. I was chewing gum. And the fucking tooth broke. I felt it break. During the show? No, it was before. Oh, okay. It didn't hurt, though, which was remarkable. But about a week or two later, it fucking screamed like a banshee. Um, And so I went in, had to have a root canal done. That was my first one. I was fucking terrified. Uh, they They did it. And then I realized, I didn't realize that... You had to get the root canal, and then you had to go in to your regular dentist to have the buildup and crown put on. I realized I've then realized that my insurance didn't cover a porcelain crown, and like this is where this comes relevant is like I don't like having metal in my mouth. Mm. So the idea of having a metal crown in my mouth for the rest of my life. That wasn't working for me. Yeah. So I just never did it. I'm getting all my crowns replaced. Oh, really? Because I had metal crowns, mm. and I'm getting them replaced with porcelain ones. I still have one left I need to do. Really? How much is that running you? Um. Well, I've done three, and I think I've paid a little over $600. Really? Yeah. That's not bad. No, <clears throat> no it's not too bad. Insurance covers most of it. Hmm. I got really shitty insurance. I just got to space it out because I only get so much per year. Right. Yeah, I think I have... I have like a... It's like a fifteen hundred dollar max. Oh wow, that's almost like nothing. Yeah. So, dental work for me is really fun. Yeah, I bet. Like I had to get a root canal done, and that almost maxed out my insurance, like to the point where I didn't have enough left over to have the bill of and crown done. Fuck. Yeah, I'm supposed to get a, a prosthetic tooth put in. Oh, like a. Um, an implant or yeah, a yeah, bridge? Yeah. Uh, an implant. Mm. Um, but insurance only covers half of that, and it's like $6,000. Fuck. That's a bit of money. Yeah, that's why I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, is, is that your missing tooth? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to have the same thing done, I'm sure. Or a bridge, which is probably 
much less costly. Yeah. I need better insurance. <laughs> well, it could be worse. You could be uh, like... Uh, I guess we need to finish uh, the story. S- Sil- Sylvian Bulesti, one of uh, Dr. Van Nierup's patients, who said, when I arrived, he gave me six or seven shots in the palate and then he pulled eight teeth out at once. <sighs> I stayed three hours in the room, bleeding heavily. Fuck Christ! Uh, God damn it. Okay, Van Nierup uh, is being charged with mutilation. That's, yep, that's a charge. <laughs> that's something you can be charged for: um, fraud, forgery, and false billing. He faces a possible sentence of 10 years in prison and a 150,000 euro fine, which is about the equivalent to like $165,000 American. That seems not good enough. No, the guy needs to (laughs) fucking be in jail for longer than 10 years. Like, I know he didn't kill anybody, but fuck. This is sociopathic. Yeah. Like... Did he think he was doing something good? <sighs> I mean, did he did he believe in his mind that he was doing the correct thing? Well, all eight of these teeth are rotten. Let's just yank <laughs> those fuckers out. I mean, even aside from being a, just fucking sadistic, even if he was doing something malicious, what was his purpose? Yeah. Was he selling teeth or something? <sighs> Collecting them? Got fucking dolls made out of teeth at home? Teeth all. On the whole set. <laughs> hey, Fedora. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so stay away from that guy. Does he even have his license, Lisa? <laughs> I've killed Tony. <laughs> Fuck. <coughs> Jesus. <sighs> I was even planning on saying that, but as soon as it came out of my mouth, it just I had to keep going. I was gonna say it for you if you didn't. <laughs> I don't know. That that's the thing. Is he an actual dentist? Yeah, or I mean, because he's charged with fraud. Yeah, so I mean of all things. But I mean, I figure if you say, oh, I'm going in for a deep cleaning and the guy rips out eight teeth, that's fraud alone. So sure. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, this is terrifying shit. And uh, this is the kind of shit they make movies about starring Corbin Burnson. Okay, so last episode we talked about the new Hellraiser movie, Hellraiser Judgment. Uh, it turns out they made a bunch of casting news like two days after we recorded. Yeah, because that's how our lives go. <laughs> In what we call the dead zone, uh, which is the four days between when we record and when the episode airs. Yeah, and what pisses me off is like, I mean, we're not exactly breaking the news like ever. We usually get most of our news from genre sites. Sure. But... When we can't report on something, it happens in the middle of our episode. In that the means, dead zone. Yeah. Another podcast will pick it up. Yeah. Like somebody else will pick it up and report on it first. And we know that we have like the same audience. So it just 
God damn it. <laughs> well, that's the biggest downside to only recording once every two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they re- uh, revealed a bunch of the cast, including the new Pinhead, which is going to be Paul T. Taylor, who uh, was in Sin City. Who was he in Sin City? Some fucking guy. I don't know. Oh. He was also in Super, starring Rain Wilson, which the only part of that I really remember is when he just bashed the guy in the face with the wrench. Right. <laughs> or when Emma Page's head exploded. Really? Yeah. I haven't watched it all the way through. Oh, spoiler alert. It's okay. I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. She gets shot right in the head. Ah, uh, I don't like And Emma her head Page. explodes. <laughs> is it true? There's a place in a man's head where if you shoot it, it explodes. <laughs> uh, uh, also, Damon Carney from The Hitcher is going... Well, oh, sorry, uh, Paul T. Taylor. Have you seen pictures of this guy? Yes. He looks like a dork. He does look like a dork. Like, Doug Bradley, he looks fucking evil when he's not in makeup. Yeah. This guy looks like a dork, and I could not find a single fucking picture of him not smiling. Doug Doug Bradley looks a little lecherous in pictures where he's not in makeup, and from what I've heard of stories from conventions, he kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, um, when we had uh, Rob, Rob Bookta. Crypto. Oh yeah, he was talking about it. Yeah, yeah, he's doing makeup and had uh, uh, Doug Bradley like walk right past him and just like, oh my god, I got Pinhead watching me. Anyway, anyway, uh, Damon Carney from The Hitcher is going to play Detective Hova. Um, nickname or su- su- Christian name <laughs> Sean Carter. Uh, yeah, get it, guys? Get it? Jay Z throw up the rock. <laughs> Rockefeller, Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Randy Wayne from The Dukes of Hazard and Honey Too. Now, the Dukes of Hazard, the beginning. That, that's a thing. Yeah, it was a prequel to the movie with Johnny Knoxville. That's why would that happen in the world? <laughs> Money make that paper. Did it make any at all? I don't know. <laughs> I guess if it turned even a five dollar profit, then it might be worth it. Uh, he was also in Honey Too. Which was also apparently a thing. Big ballin'. Um, King of sequels. He's playing Detective David Carter. Are they related? Yes. Okay. Wait, father, son, brothers? I think they're brothers. Okay. Uh, Alexandra Harris from Secret Diary of an American Cheerleader uh, as Detective Christine Egerton. These are the people in our new Hellraiser people. (laughs) Uh, And then some of the, the Cenobites... John Gulager, the director of Feast, also Clue Gulager's son, is playing the assessor. Um, this role is tied to the auditor, a character that learns of your sins, your transgressions, your evils, and takes careful note of them before passing them on to the assessor for judgment. Uh, Diane Goldner, who is from the Feast films. Is, which one? Harley Mom. Oh, Harley Mom. Okay. So just the first one then, right? Well, no, because she plays like her. Does she play different characters in the she, sequels? She played Harley Mom's like lover. Man, I haven't seen two or three in so long. Sorry, right. you only need to see him like once. Yeah, <laughs> they're dumb. Uh, <laughs> she's playing the cleaner, a terrifying, aging, naked woman who cleans bodies for punishment by licking them head to toe. Okay. 
Uh, Andy Powers will be one of the three jury members described as naked, perfectly beautiful girls with faces that have been shredded away, blood, bone, muscle, sinew, and teeth exposed. They pass the horrific verdicts onto all offending mortals. Uh, Mike J. Regan will be returning as the chatterer. So we get a new pinhead, but we get the same chatterer. Right. And Heather Langenkamp, best known as Nancy Thompson, uh, she's going to be playing Landlady. (laughs) This is not a cute Cenobite name. She actually will play a landlady who chain smokes and snorts obscenities to the police. Yeah. She's real excited about that role, too. Yeah, she was. (laughs) Remember last episode, we talked about how she... she, uh, did an interview and she's the one that you know unveiled the new director and all that right okay nancy <laughs> uh thoughts does this making you feel uh, any better about this movie no yeah right, there's gonna be lots of naked chicks in it though yeah that's all right <laughs> i mean dan dan goldner she's she's an older lady but and who's this andy what was it andy something she sandberg looks- Yes, Andy Samberg will play a naked woman. Powers, Andy Powers. Andy with an eye. Cute. Cute name, Andy. Andy with an eye. I remember on I Met Your Mother, Barney had a theory about girls whose name was supposed to end in Y but ends in I. (laughs) What was that theory? That they're DTF. Ah, sure. Man, she's she's not a bad looking lady. Yeah, I feel like I've seen her before. Anyway, um, I don't know. I just, I was never super into the Hellraiser series. Me, me neither. I, I think we talked about this last episode. But um, yeah, I mean, like of all of like the main like horror villains, like the big ones, Pinhead was kind of one of my lesser favorites. Andy Powers does not have an IMDb page. Well, just <laughs> that question. <clears throat> anyway, um, so I mean, I never really saw a lot of the sequels, um, so I don't know. If we decide to do this for the show or something, maybe I'll watch it. But otherwise, I probably won't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that this will get like a theatrical release. It's probably gonna be probably like, gonna be straight to uh, VOD. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We will see. I don't Flatliners remake that nobody asked for is being remade or is being casted. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, I just got done saying how much I don't like Ellen Page, and here she is being cast, presumably in the Julia Roberts role. Yeah, probably. Uh, also, Diego Luna. Who was in Rogue One? Colon, a Star Wars story. Rogue One colon. Rogue One. R- Rogue. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Rouge One. Rouge. <laughs> Rouge One colon. Uh. 
There's been no character announcements, um, as, like, far as who they've been cast as, but, uh, um, the, the, miracle, the medical students in the original film were portrayed by four male actors and one female. The casting will be more international and inclusive this time. What? So, okay. So, they're so cast- it's all female. <laughs> so they're casting foreigners and females. Okay. Whatever. Well, apparently it's going to be three female main characters and two men. So it's... Yeah. Instead of being a flush, it's going to be a full house. Whatever. No, wait, that's Family Matters. Why do I always get those mixed up? <laughs> Probably because they're all very, very similar. This is true. <laughs> um, n- uh, Nails... Arden Oplev, uh, f- who was in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Directed The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yep. Uh, will direct uh, a film just direct the film based on a script by Ben Ripley, who was the scribe of Source Code, um, with Michael Douglas producing. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Bunch of... Why does the name Ben Ripley sound so familiar? Like, it sounds like a character from something. Uh, well, Spider-Man's clone, his name is Ben Riley. I don't think that's it. Then I don't know. I don't either. Uh, filming is set to begin in late July of this year, so just in time for my birthday. Hooray. Yay. Yay for that. <laughs> um, yeah, Flatliners follows a group of medical students who experiment with near-death experiences. They play the choking game. <laughs> uh, that involve past tragedies until the dark consequences begin to jeopardize their own lives. Yeah, brain damage. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you're not supposed to die unless you're dead. Did you ever play the choking game? Uh, I've never had it done to me. I've done it <laughs> to others. When they weren't looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it to... Uh, to our buddy Jensen. Of course you did. And so it's your fault. And our buddy Nate. <laughs> and our buddy Nate. Uh they both had some funny reactions. Luckily they both woke up. I never did that. Um did you ever do the thing where you and your friends would roll each other up in a hide bed? <laughs> nope. Dude, it's the scariest fucking thing you can imagine. You're you're like, all right. I bet I know what most things are like. <laughs> you're like, I can I can stay on this. And you get in there and you're like, all right, this isn't so bad. And you think you're in there for like a really long time. And you're like, all right, yeah, I beat the record. Okay, okay, let me out. Let me the fuck out. Let me the fuck out. <laughs> and then your buddy's unrolling and you're like, okay, how long was that? And they're like, like four seconds. <laughs> Just like being in the hole in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> So look out for frat, flatliners, guys. Fratliners. Fratliners. Bruh. Fatliners. Got them. Fat whiners. <laughs> ah, nailed it. <laughs> so stupid. One, two, three. Couple the All right, so there's a new Predator sequel coming out. 
called The Predator. <laughs> the Predator. The Predator. And rumors are that Arnold might be returning. <laughs> Arnold. That's, uh, he, that's his noise. He told website The Arnold Fans <laughs> that he is having a, quote, meeting with director Shane Black. He said, I haven't talked to Shane Black yet, but I'm going to meet with him for lunch sometime soon. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. Because <laughs> this is a long quote. Uh, he continued, just as soon as I'm finished with this, which is Arnold's sports festival, and The Apprentice and all the stuff. Oh, by the way, Arnold is replacing Donald Trump on The Apprentice, guys. So watch for that. That should be neat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how he was qualified to do that. I mean, Trump, For the, aside from the fact that he's a reprehensible human being, he's like a multi what, billionaire? Probably. I don't know. I mean, he has declared for bankruptcy four times. but Sure. That's probably all fake. Like, I imagine there's something very illegal going on there. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he probably just did it so he didn't have to pay bills. Yeah. Um, did you know his own company is financing his campaign? No, but I fully believe that. Yeah. Yeah. He's borrowing against his own company, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. Probably. I don't know for sure, but yeah. When I yeah. grow up, I'm going to Trump University. <laughs> Um, which, by the way, failed and cost him millions of dollars <laughs> and is now being sued. Uh, Arnold continues. Um, do, 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 do. There's, a also, oh, there's also a meeting coming up soon about Conan, about the project moving forward. Look, the fans are the most important thing because without the fans, I'd be nothing. So I just always want them to know that I appreciate them very much, their loyalty, their dedication, and their passion about all the stuff that I'm doing. So thank you. Remember when he was governor? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, my cousin graduated from college, and like, if you if you go to a, a university, like Trump University, yeah, <clears throat> or a real university, a real university. If you go to a university in California, your diploma is signed by the governor and he was governor at the time and so she she has arnold's autograph yeah but she declares that her her diploma is meaningless to her because it has arnold schwarzenegger's signature on it what yeah why is that meaningless i don't know it makes it mean more yeah it's fucking arnold schwarzenegger yeah does that detract from the fact that you succeeded at learning things for four years? That would be like getting some kind of like Medal of Honor while Reagan was president. Being like, I got a Medal of Honor from the guy from Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> I got a, my diploma is signed by the Gipper. <laughs> um, so yeah, this Shane Black fella, uh, he directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Iron Man 3, but we won't hold that against him. Um, I liked Iron Man 3. It's better than Iron Man 2. Iron Man Favreau 3, really phoned that one in. Civil War has made Iron Man 3 completely irrelevant. How's that? When he hangs up the suit? He didn't hang up the suit. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Shane Black started. Oh, we'll talk and about it. Sh this is not the Iron Man podcast. We'll start that later. <laughs> I uh, starred in and helped write the final draft of the original Predator script and has apparently expressed interest in working with Schwarzenegger again. Uh, Schwarzenegger, of course, was in the original film as Alan Dutch Schaefer, and he got to the chopper. <laughs> um, this is due in theaters March 2nd, 2018, so you got a, got a while to wait. 
I'm really anxious for this because I know that this one will not have Lawrence Fishburne in it. Or Adrian Brody. Yeah. What the fuck kind of casting was that? <laughs> Cast Adrian Brody's a fucking action star? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. And you killed Danny Trejo off in like 10 minutes? Fuck off. Yeah. Danny Trejo should have. Spoiler alert. Danny, Danny Trejo should have killed Adrian Brody. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Because machete. Yeah. He just busts out like an eight foot machete and just chops him in half. Yeah. <laughs> but they should bring back Derek Mears as one of the Predators. Because. As all the Predators. <laughs> all of them. Every single one of them. Because Derek Mears. Or as is the awesome. Predator. The titular The Predator. <laughs> So, just in time for another fucking stupid goddamn monster shark movie to come out. Well, I mean, Sharknado 4 is... In pre-production. Sure. And they're finally adding Gary Busey. (laughs) Uh, Well, we talked before about Eli Roth directing one of these fucking travesties, a thing called Meg. (laughs) Because that's... That strikes fear in the hearts of man. (laughs) Ah, fuck. Um, Well, he's bailing because fuck it. (laughs) Because he went, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. It's like, I'm fucking Eli Roth. <laughs> um, apparently, this is over budget concerns, which is $100 million, which isn't that bad. That seems like enough. That's that's probably more than Sharknado gets. Sharknado probably gets $100. <laughs> and that's all paid out to fucking Ian Ziering. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah, so I guess Warner Brothers and Gravity are looking to replace him with John Turtletob, who directed National Treasure <laughs> and Cool Cool Runnings. Okay, uh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for this. <laughs> One for the rhythm. Two for the rhyme. Get on up. Get on it's up. Pop sled it's time. time. Uh, what was the song? Uh, Songs. Uh, what the fucking... The guy, the fucking dude, man. Um, what do they sing? Uh, shit. I don't remember what you're talking about. You got to give me something. They sing a song. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> they sing a fucking song. It's, I don't remember the first line of it. It's like Jamaica, we got a bobsled. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he just like starts naming the people on the team and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that song. Okay. It's good yeah. stuff. I just remember, yeah, I just remember Jamaica. We have a bobsled team. <laughs> cool runnings, guys. Um, anyway, <clears throat> this is based on a Steve Alton book. Steve Alton wrote, I believe, the, the um, Da Vinci Code and those books. I don't think that's right. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I was going to say, because you don't look sure. Taylor's going to look it up. Keep talking. Uh, uh, so this stupid goddamn movie is, uh, let's see, the plot, the Karakodon Megalodon, apex predator of all time, the most fearsome creature that ever lived, a oh, 70-foot, 60,000-pound great white shark. 
Hundreds of seven-inch serrated teeth-filled jaws that could swallow an elephant whole. <clears throat> it should sense, or it could sense its prey miles away, inhaling its scent as it registered the beat of its fluttering heart. And if you ever came close enough to see the monster, it was already too late. For a Navy deep-sea submersible pilot, Jonas Taylor, it was nearly too late. Years ago, on a top-secret dive seven miles down to the Mariana Trench, yeah, right. Nobody goes down the Mariana <laughs> Trench. Fuck off. You would, like, explode or implode, whatever. Uh, Jonas came face-to-face -face with an ancient monster everyone believed extinct. Having barely escaped with his life, Jonas must prove to the world that Meg still exists. Who named the shark Meg? I don't know. Because it's a Megalodon? Oh, God. Okay. That's stupid. <laughs> is it Steve Alton? No, it's Dan Brown. Why does Steve Alton wrote something else that I'm familiar with? Find out what he's written. Um, I know he wrote like six of these fucking things. <laughs> Dan Brown, right. Um, when an opportunity to return to the trench presents itself, he takes it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Intent on returning topside with a seven-inch tooth. But... Man's presence in this unexplored domain releases one of the sharks from its purgatory, and now Jonas is the only one that can stop it. Let's talk about the science here. Okay, so first of all, Steve Alton wrote seven of these fucking things. Jesus Christ. Uh, he also wrote the Domain Trilogy. Domain, that's what I'm thinking of. All right. Not, yeah. And something called Sharkman. Or Sharkman. Could be Sharkman. <laughs> Bill Sharkman? Yes. Door-to-door -door salesman? Um, and he wrote The Lock, which was supposed to be adapted into a movie and didn't. The Lock? Yeah. Like L-O-C-K or L-O-C-H? It's about Nessie? The Lock. It's about Nessie? I don't know what the hell it's about. Probably about Nessie. All I know is, literally, the Wikipedia says it was being adapted into a movie and then it didn't. <laughs> Not literally. It doesn't literally say that, but. Why do you say literally? Oh my god. Okay, it says in two thousand eight or in a two thousand eight interview, producer Bell Avery spoke about doing preliminary work on a film based on the Lach. To date there has been no adaptation of this book into a film. All right. <laughs> my dad has recommended to me many times to read the domain books. Oh yeah? Yeah. You should right. tell him to read Meg. <laughs> read Meg A Novel of Deep Terror, followed by Meg the Trench. Followed by Meg Primal Waters. Followed by Meg Hell's Aquarium. <laughs> followed by, oh good, Meg Origins. <laughs> good. So now we know we can know where Meg came from. Then Meg Special <clears throat> Anniversary Edition. <laughs> followed by the newest one that just came out this year, Meg Night Stalkers. Ooh. <laughs> Why? Let's talk about the science of this here. And the fact that a fucking giant 70-foot-long shark could not exist in the Mariana Trench, uh, that is the deepest point of any ocean on the planet. The, 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 the pressure of the water would crush most life forms. Yeah. I think it would crush, like, a Buick. It would crush a fucking submarine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, so the fact that a 70 foot shark exists in the Mar like Mariana Trench, no. The only thing, I'm pretty sure the only things that ex actually exist down there are like microscopic life 
thing or life life things <laughs> organisms but but like not microscopic literally but like tiny little things that are so small and dense already that they can't be compressed hmm. and this guy fucking swam down there yeah well twice <laughs> uh well it's a deep sea submersible pilot which you know maybe there very well could be something designed specifically to go that deep um James Cameron made it to go explore, made one to go explore the uh, Titanic. <clears throat> but the fact that a living creature that is 70 feet long and 60,000 pounds, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. Fucking science right there. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> Nailed it. This sounds dumb. It sounds really <laughs> fucking bad. How did he make seven of these? I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess he's allowed to write them. Why anybody read them, that would be the bigger question. Or publish them. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on. This is dumb. of dumb uh the stupid fucking exorcist tv show that we've unfortunately talked about way too many goddamn times already uh is casting some more people including a third priest for some reason uh kurt igiwan from beasts of no nation is going to play father bennett a liaison for the vatican okay uh alfonso herrera not to be confused with Alfonso Ribeiro. Uh, <laughs> Did you write that? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> we don't want to get him mixed up with Carlton. <laughs> right. Uh, he's going to play Father either Thomas or Tomas. I'm not sure. Uh, the warm, selfless, and compassionate leader of a small but hearty little church. <laughs> And uh, and Ben Daniels from House of Cards is going to play Father Marcus, the intense holy warrior carrying out an occupation that the church no longer acknowledges in public. Uh, I hope he's like all like battle worn, like got, wears an eye patch and he's got scars and shit, <laughs> beard and long hair. Um, I can't help but notice neither one of these is Father Marin. Right. Or I, what's what's the other guy's name? Uh, Father Karen. No, Care. Care. I want to say Karen, but I don't... Karen and Marin? That doesn't seem right. I know, that's, that seems wrong. <laughs> uh, also, Hannah Kos- Kosulka? Kosulka will play Casey Rance, the wallflower of the family, who plays Charlotte, which you may remember we talked about is the main character, played by Brianne Howley. Uh, Casey is her sister. Yes, right. she has a sister. You know, because there was a sister in The Exorcist. They're just... Okay. Uh, they've also cast the mom, Angela Rance, who will be played by Gina Davis, who is apparently still doing things. Yeah, she was on um, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Family guy? Whatever happened to Gina Davis? <laughs> Not a good tooth-to-gum ratio. <laughs> Too much gum. 
Uh, Gina Davis will play Angela, a naturally beautiful, regal, and proud, but weighed down by stress mother. Let's back up here. <laughs> uh, you know, if you think like uh, Earth Girls are crazy. Easy. Huh? Easy. That's the one. Earth Girls are crazy, too, but that's another story. Earth Girls be crazy. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> um, when we went to uh, went to see Army of Darkness at Central Cinema, and they had a poster for Earth Girls are easy, and I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend. <laughs> She's never even heard of it. I'm trying to explain why it's a great movie. It's, <laughs> I, it's, like, I it's like, I realize the things I'm saying don't make it sound good. <laughs> Especially since she hates Jim Carrey. Oh, well, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, it's got Jeff Goldblum and Jim Carrey. She's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done listening. <laughs> um, yeah, but you think of Gina Davis and like Earth Girls are easy. Um, uh, the Fly. Beetlejuice. Uh, sure, sure. Let's say Beetlejuice. Um, but I mean, even things a little more current, like uh, like Cutthroat Island or um, uh, what was that? Long, uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Like she. She had it going on. Yeah. She was, aside from her weird tooth to gum ratio, <laughs> she had something going on. Nowadays, she's looking a little rough. She also looks like she's had some work done. It's very possible. She looks like she, I mean, she always had like really defined cheekbones. Like yeah. Very like big, high ones. They look even like bigger now. Like I'm I, not saying she has. I don't know if she has. I'm just saying it kind of looks like she might have. Yeah. I just, I saw her on Grey's Anatomy. When my wife was watching it. Really? She was on that? Yeah. I just said that like five minutes ago. Oh, I don't listen to you. Yeah. Well. Um, but like, I didn't recognize her at first. I thought it was some really ugly dude. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, she, she looks like a guy and it's sad. I don't know what happened to her aside from getting old. But I was going to say age. Yeah. That's rough. She she's got a very defined brow now. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, um, she's gonna do everything she can to stay positive and keep her faith, even though her family is currently struggling. She can't help but think, however, if, if perhaps her nightmares about a demon are a sign of what's wrong. <sighs> this needs to not happen. Nothing about this sounds good. Every th- new story that comes out, out about this makes it sound even worse than the last one. I know. I mean, it's got Carlton in it, for Christ's sake. <laughs> that would make it better. <laughs> um, the, the, the more they t- tell us about it, the more uh, obvious it is that they're solely using the name for marketing. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it clearly has absolutely nothing to do with The Exorcist. It's not even a similar story, I mean, aside from a possession. They say that it's based on uh, William William Peter Blatty's book and not the movie. I'm pretty sure the movie was based on the book. Well, the movie was based on the book. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they say, is that it's it's based on the book more so than the movie. I, I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Maybe there are three priests in the book. Maybe there's a sister. Maybe there's a lot of things that aren't in the movie. Maybe the movie got it all wrong. Maybe. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. But, I mean, The Exorcist is so highly regarded. It's like, I mean, fuck the book. The book, the movie is more popular than the book. By leaps and bounds. Yeah. I mean, like, I think there is probably a large percentage of Exorcist fans that don't even know a book exists. Probably. Um. So, I mean, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck it in its stupid ass. 
It can suck cocks in hell. Anybody that watches Ghost Hunters, that's right, right? Ghost Adventures. Right. You're familiar with Zach Douche Baggins. Get it? Yep. See what he did there? Yep. <laughs> you could also call him Bilbo or Dildo. Dildo Baggins. <laughs> um, he's also the guy that wears fucking Jinkos. Does he? I don't know. They're just, he always wears like these big fucking billowy pants like MC Hammer. I, say, I think him and my cousin would be the only people that still wear Jankos then. <laughs> um, they mean, I, he's always wearing like, I think they're like cargo pants because people still wear cargo pants. And they're always like really big and billowy. And I, I don't think that they're actually like denim or even khaki. They look like they're like polyester. He probably puts like all kinds of things in there to, you know, cut himself and do whatever kind of stupid shit he cuz that's one of those shows that like they find a ghost every time. Yeah. It's like, "Oh my god. I just felt something touch me." I swear to god, guys. No for reals. You guys. And then off camera Seriously. off camera they have <laughs> Off camera he has one of the one of the fucking production hands like just just fucking slap him across the shoulder or something like just get this just give him one of these across the back yeah just, like scratch me give what? him the, the Hulk Hogan back scratch <laughs> it's like hey you come here yeah what, what, what do you want scratch me scratch me hard what scratch my back well, I'm not gonna do that I want you to hit me in the face as hard as you can <laughs> anyway so <laughs> this fucking dildo has a new <laughs> Has a new show for some fucking reason. Um, it's called Deadly Possessions. Uh, I, each episode of Deadly Possessions features three haunted iconic items. It's and just not owners. called like possessed possessions. <laughs> Possession possessions. <laughs> um. Yes, features three haunted iconic items and their owners. They share stories of how these objects have terrorized them and, in some cases, even killed people. What? I started, I was typing in deadly possessions into Google, and the, the auto-populate thing, the first thing that came up was deadly possums. <laughs> so that like, sounds way more interesting. I just had this vision in my head. I was like, this evil possum, just like, ah! <laughs> uh... Dildo interviews their owners and works with them to get to the root of their attachment so they can free themselves or at least escape from the harm of these deadly possessions. Ah, there it is. Oh, I said it. <laughs> That's why the show's called Deadly Possessions. That's why. Right. That's why, Taylor. Get it? <laughs> oh, man, this sounds so dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I thought Ghost Adventures was bad. Fuck it, eh? Oh, apparently he's opening a museum. That's what the sh the show is going to take place in his new museum. What? But he, okay. <laughs> in Las Vegas. 
man, fuck this guy. God damn it. Oh. Okay, the first episode, which features Robert the Doll and the Dybbuk Box, which are mo- things from movies. Yeah, Robert the Doll, Chucky is loosely based on him. Yeah. And, and also, I think Annabelle is, too. Well, no, Annabelle is based on Annabelle. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, who lives with the Warrens. Oh, of course she does. Yeah. Um, Fuck the Warrens. Can we just stop talking about the Warrens? Stop giving the Warrens publicity. Have you ever seen an interview with either of them? They're fucking weirdos. Yeah, they're fucking nutcases. They're very obviously making this shit up. Yeah. Well, like, I believe that they believe it. Probably, yeah. I think uh, I think the I don't know they may not anymore. I think the the Ed is that his name? Yeah, Ed and Lorraine. I think Ed's dead. I think he died. Oh really? I, I'm not I'm not sure. But yeah, they're fucking nutcases, and like every time you see, but they're laughing all the way to the bank. Oh sure, but like they they are out of their fucking minds. If you watch an interview with like the people that the movies they make. Like their stories, like the movies they make them out of. You see interviews with the real people; they're out of their fucking minds too. Like you ever see the haunt, haunting in Connecticut? No. Um, it's like a. Uh, I started to watch it and I turned it off. It's bad. It's really bad. But like, it's like a family that moves into this house. It used to be a, uh, a, a funeral parlor, um, and like there are there's a there are ghosts living in. Like the the basement area where the parlor actually was, like the, where they would embalm bodies and stuff. Um, and like their son has cancer, and like he's getting sicker because of it. It's, it's fucking contrived and trivial and stupid. Um, but it's like the there are interviews with the real people that this movie was based on, and they are out of their fucking heads. Like they are insane and their neighbors thought they were insane and they probably were yeah probably anyway um and then the dybbuk box uh something from hebrew lore um and they actually made the movie was the the possession was that what it's called i don't remember jeffrey dean morgan i don't remember and uh fucking um Modest Yahoo? Yeah. He played the rabbi. Oh, go figure. <laughs> and, uh, you know. So are these items in going to be in his museum? See, that's what I don't understand is because these are people that, he says they're uh, owners of the objects. So what he's, he's trying to break them of their attachments so he can have them in his, in his <laughs> How convenient museum. for him. Yeah. And, you know, Robert the Doll, that is in a museum in the town that it yeah. came from. So... He's going to take it. <laughs> Mine now. Took it. This is dumb. But just so you know, the first episode premieres Saturday, April 2nd at 9 p.m. on some fucking channel. Travel channel. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, whatever channel they show those dumb... I just had to ghosts. Google it because the article I read, it didn't mention it. <laughs> of course not. Because I didn't want you to watch it. Take 
the TV show Scream Queens is coming back for a second season, and we've got some details about it. Some deets. Uh, revealed at the 2016 Paley Fest, which I'm not sure what that is. I have no idea. Uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis, Billy Lord, Abigail Breslin, Emma Roberts, Kiki Palmer, Leah Michelle, and Niecy Nash are all set to return for season two. Can we not with Leah Michelle anymore? Can we just not? You're not a fan? I don't like her at all. I don't like seeing her stupid face. I don't really have an opinion of her. I th- I've She's one of those people that's just there. Things that I've heard and read about her, she sounds like she's a colossal bitch. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I just I don't like looking at her. Huh. She bugs me. I remember she like got a bunch of flack when she was on Glee and she posed for like Maxim or something and people thought it was inappropriate. Yeah. I'm doing um, a jack-off motion. Tony jacked off to the pictures. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I spunked in her stupid face <laughs> just to show his boss. Yeah, he stuck the pages together so that he never has to look at it again. <laughs> um, I thought this show was going to be anthology style, like uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. Apparently it's not. Um, the, all, the, all the actors I just said are going to be playing the same characters, but the show is going to take place in a hospital and it's inspired by Halloween 2. Ah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Ah. Oh. Bringing her career full circle. Right. Uh, because that's what happens when you get to a certain age. You start to regress. Yeah. You just start doing the same movies in different methods. Uh, Curtis will reprise her role of Dean Catchy. That seems like a typo. That's not right. <laughs> I'm going to say Kathy. Yep. Uh, Munch who has, quote, moved on to great success <laughs> as, nice. as head of the hospital. Uh, the Chanel's, played by Emma Roberts, Abigail Breslin, and uh, Billy Lord. Uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Which one? Billy Lord. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Didn't know that. I got a thing for her. Yeah? I don't know why. In your pants? <laughs> yep. I got something for her. <laughs> um, I can't think of what she looks like right now. She's, she's pretty cute. Um, well, they've all been committed to a mental hospital where they study under Dean Mensch. I don't think is that's this, right either. Is this a separate hospital or is this the same hospital? Is it a hospital or a mental institution? I don't understand what's going on. It's uh, not Mensch either. It's Munch. Oh. I, apparently when I was writing this I turned Jewish for a second. Yeah, it's like oh you're such a minch <laughs> um, oh boy uh, Hester played by Tony's favorite Leah Michelle has an unspecified role in hospital administration according to co-creator Brad Falchuk uh, in this hospital there's some funny business going on as well there's an aspect to the show that involves murder and a killer, and in those ways, Hester is going to be intimately involved. Murder, murder, murder. Did he just give away, like, the, like is that a spoiler? I gotta think so. But I, did you finish, or did you watch Green Queens? I started, I didn't finish it, no. I, I didn't. I tried to, it's just, like, I had other things going on. Like, it was really cool when Ariana Grande got killed. That was fun. Yeah. After that, it kind of went downhill. <laughs> well, it's like, I tried to keep up with it, and, like... I don't know, with, with, with the breaks in the season, like, I just, I don't know. I yeah. can't keep track. Uh, <clears throat> Zade? Zade? Zadie. Zadie? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Kiki Palmer, has graduated from Wallace University and is, and is training to become a doctor under Munch's tutelage. Why? Why? She's not a doctor. 
but no, she's training to become a doctor. But Dean Munch isn't a doctor. Oh, <laughs> Munch is not a doctor. Okay, but she's the head of the hospital. So that's just because she's an administrator doesn't mean <laughs> she's a doctor. Nothing about this sounds right. This sounds so fucking off the wall. Um, Denise, played by Niecy Nash, is now a member of the FBI. What? I remember her not being good at her job. No, she was a fucking college security guard. Yeah. And she wasn't good at that. (laughs) So apparently anyone can make the FBI. Uh, And she's investigating situations at the hospital. I'm going to guess probably involving murder and a killer. One would think. Going back to Falchuk's previous comments as well as thinking about season one it's funny business fucking clowns and shit running around <laughs> yep like ha ha funny <laughs> what do i amuse you uh yeah so i mean uh i, I just don't know i mean is this gonna be are they actually all playing the same characters that sounds or like they it. just have similar names, like uh, like how um, uh, like in Kevin Smith movies, there's always somebody who has the last name Hicks. Yeah, I mean, it's usually played by Brian Christopher O'Halloran, right? Um, I don't know. I still need to watch the rest of the season, the first season. Otherwise, I'm probably going to be lost. Yeah. It's on Hulu, right? I think that was where I was watching it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was watching it on demand, I believe. Mm. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and see if I can finish that. If if I can, then I'll keep an eye on this. Yeah. Uh, I no- do like that they. I mean, one thing I really admired about the show is they maintained that somebody died every single episode. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Sadistic as that sounds, <laughs> it, was, it was nice to be promised something and see some follow through. And I mean, they did the, uh, you know, for being on TV, they they towed the line. They, yeah, it got pretty gory at points. Yeah, it did, especially uh, for being on Fox. Yeah, not even on like a prime cable channel. Right. Uh, no word yet on when this is coming out. Um, Presumably in the fall. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were a big fan of Scream Queens, then get ready for more. If you weren't, then get ready for more. (laughs) Sorry about your luck. (laughs) (laughs) It was a zombie jamboree Took place in a New York cemetery It was a zombie jamboree in a New York cemetery Zombies from all parts of the island Some of them was a great Calypsonians Was the last episode we talked about Dead Island 2? It was either last episode or the one before Okay It was recent I don't remember exactly what we talked about It was the spin-off game, the uh, Retro Revenge Right Yeah, okay, so yeah, it was a spin-off of the original Dead Island And I think we just briefly talked about Dead Island 2 Yeah so, but here's some news about Dead Island 2. Sounds like it's positive news. Uh new develop- developer has been brought on board. Uh, it's UK-based Sumo Digital. Um, Koch Media, who is the parent company of Deep Silver, who is the publisher of uh, the Dead Island games. Um, the CEO, Dr. <laughs> Doctor. Ooh. Yo, what? 
Is he is he a real doctor or is he like a like Doctor Dre? <laughs> like is he a, a a doctor in the lab with the pen and the pad? Trying try to get those, the damn label off. Are those Dre lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yes, sorry, Doctor Clemens Kundrates, uh, or Kundrates something uh told uh mcb which is a gamers website uh sumo showed so much understanding of the brand had creative ideas and an excellent vision that was aligned with our own it just made perfect sense for us to move forward uh or sorry for us to move the project to them we reveal more details at a later stage but for now i'd like to say that we are obviously super excited about the progress that we're making with them so good news yeah seems like it's finally moving in a forward-like direction. Yeah. I mean, those of you that have been following us at all might know that they actually, they dumped, uh, Deep Silver dumped their original developer, Jaeger, which I believe now is bankrupt or something. Oh, yeah. I think. I could be wrong. I, I heard something not so positive about them, but. Um, so, uh, do, Sumo Digital, uh, Digital, Digital, uh, previously developed uh, Disney Infinity, uh, Little Big Planet, and Forza. So some fairly well-known games there. Disney Infinity is like a, it's like one of those um, figure-based video games. Yeah, those are such a fucking racket. They they kind of are, <laughs> yeah. I mean they're fun though. Like I I bought my wife Lego Dimensions for Christmas, and we've had fun with it. Like it's something we can do together, even though it's designed for children. But you get to build Legos and play a video game. It's pretty, yeah. pretty sweet. I mean, it's it's a cool idea that you can like you know you can play the same game in a different way just by ch- switching out these little figures. Yeah. But still, it's it's a way to say you can play the same game with new figures. <laughs> you don't have to buy a new game; just buy twenty seven different figures. <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the the figure packs, like depending on what you buy, they range pretty dramatically in price like i think if you buy just um let's see they have uh i think it's called a fun pack where it's like a just a, a character and they usually come with like some little extra figure prop or something whatever that comes with it and then you have like a team pack which i think comes with like two characters this is for the lego game yeah yeah and then you have uh, a level pack, which comes with a character, usually like I think two characters and some kind of extra prop thing. Like, um, uh, like I bought the, bought the Doctor Who one, and he, it came with the Doctor, uh, the TARDIS, and the Doctor's dog, canine. Um, and uh, that that's like that's like a level pack because it also opens up an extra level in the game mm. that you can only access if you have the level pack. Um, See what I mean? Such a fucking racket. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, they developed this game once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, it's funny though, because people have uh, revealed like hidden game packs that they haven't released yet just by, cause like each, each pack has a, as a, web page on Lego Dimensions site and it's coded in such a way that each each one has an extension based on 
the franchise. And mm. so people have just discovered that they they have like, uh, like, I don't know, my wife saw that they're going to make like a Harry Potter one. She's all excited about of that. Of course and, she is. Yeah. So things like that. Anyway. But uh, honestly, I think uh, Lego Dimensions, <laughs> so off track now, Lego Dimensions is much better investment, I think, because I, I'm fairly certain the, the, the pieces cost less. Mm. But it's also cool because you you, know, you, you get Legos, you, you can build the Legos, and um, you can buy, like, upgrades in the game for your, like, uh, your vehicles or uh, tools or whatever, and... You know, when when you buy those upgrades, it like gives you instructions on the screen, like how to um, change the actual figure itself to build it and what's on screen. It's it's fun. So it, it, it's a it's a multi level experience as opposed to like Disney Infinity, where you just get the figure, you put it on the game pad, and you play. Yeah, and that's that's it. So probably won't do that with Dead Island too. Probably not. <laughs> It'd be cool if they did. Just <laughs> different zombie figures and stuff. Yeah, or like different weapons and stuff. Uh, yeah, so uh, s- the Sumo Chief Operations uh, Officer. Officer, thank you. Paul Porter said uh, it's an honor because it's with a U. Is he French? He's, he's British. UK based. British. Fucking wanker. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> um, he says, uh, it's an honor to be charged with the evolution of such an important franchise. Is it, is it important? Is it a franchise? <laughs> it's just one game so far. <laughs> well, I guess unless you count Rip, was it Riptide? Yeah, Riptide yeah. and then uh, Escape. Uh, yes. Uh, charged with the evolution of such an important franchise in Deep Silver's catalog. catalog. Catalog U. Just unnecessary U's. And they give a shit about using Z's. 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 <laughs> um, uh, we're looking forward to exceeding fan expectation with ambitious design that we're confident will take... Uh, that we're confident will take bone-crunching visceral zombie action to a whole new level. So, if they can, you know, take the original game... And make it better. I didn't love the first one. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the first one wasn't that good. Which I is was really excited about it too. Because the trailer was awesome. The trailer is epic. Yeah. Like I'm not a person who throws around the word epic. Right. Like it is literally epic. And it's heart like heart wrenching too. Yeah. It makes you feel so bad. All the feels, bruh. <laughs> Have you ever watched like the, the whole thing runs in reverse if you've never seen it. If you haven't Go to YouTube, look up Dead Island trailer, and, and check it out. But uh, have you ever watched it in reverse? No. It's it's not it, as... Um, it's harrowing. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't have the same effect. <laughs> like, even even when you know exactly how, how, the, how it plays out, when you watch it, how it was intended, it still gives you that, that feeling, that same feeling of like, dread, I guess. <laughs> Um, but when you watch it in reverse, it just doesn't really work. Hmm. It's still dramatic, but... But it has a happy ending? No, it still ends poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't end well for anybody in that. Because, you know, zombies. Right. Anyway. 
So, uh, obviously, no release date because they haven't started yet. Right. <laughs> but um, if things progress in a positive fashion, as it seems like they are, we'll keep you up to date. Uh, moving on to Remains, uh, we warned you earlier that there was going to be more Ghostbusters news. I don't know if warn is the right word, but it seems appropriate. Uh, there's, You may remember a long time ago, very briefly, we discussed a animated Ghostbusters movie. Um, apparently that's that's happening. Uh, according to THR, Sony has quietly... Hollywood Reporter, by the way. The Hollywood Reporter, by the way. Reports that Sony has quietly been developing this animated Ghostbusters feature. And uh, Fletcher Mules... Mules? 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 Mole. Mole, mole, Fletcher M. has been named director... Uh, he is the animator and head of Clash of Clans commercials. So, um, you know, big shot. Yeah. Um, I have to assume this is going to be computer animation. Not a bunch of dorks sitting in a room drawing. Well, n- nobody does that anymore, but there's a difference. There are between... people who do that. Huh? There are people who do that. Come on. They don't hand draw cells anymore. Sure, everyone does. <laughs> But, I mean, like, think of, like, The Simpsons. I mean, none of that's hand-drawn anymore, but it still has that old-fashioned animation look. Yeah. Uh, but then there's, you know, are you, like, is it going to be, like, computer image? Like, I don't know how to draw the distinction. Like Pixar? Yeah. Like uh, a certain, like a, a three, 3D, there three, you go. three-dimensional yeah. animation. Is it going to be like that, or is it going to be a simple, like, 2D Thing, like I would have to think it's going to be the the 3D, the more modern. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably more likely. I wish it was and less cool. real Ghostbusters. See, that's what I want. I know it is. <laughs> I could tell by this whole conversation that's where you were going. <laughs> I want real Ghostbusters <laughs> to get the fucking bad taste of this stupid goddamn movie out of my mouth. Um, well, Ivan Reitman is attached as producer, obviously, because money. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, I don't know if uh, if Sony is kind of wavering on their faith in the Ivan or the uh, Paul Feig movie. It does seem like. Or if they're just like, throw everything out there. Well, the fact that they did this in secret. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the fact that. Like, even even I, as somebody who despises the idea of that movie. I am shocked at how, like the, the not I won't say outrage, but like the the bad reaction that that the, the trailer got. Yeah, like even I am shocked by that. So it it, it makes me wonder if that if Sony is doing this as kind of like a sort of a backup plan, just so they can still make some money, just in case the movie tanks. Could be. So, yeah, um, Lionsgate has picked up. Le- uh, U.S. distribution for a Leatherface. Look at me, I'm Leatherface. Yeah, that movie, <laughs> uh, which of course is being directed by Alexander Bustillo, Bustillo and Julian Maury. 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 <laughs> As in Povich. <laughs> Julian Maury Povich. <laughs> um, uh, it's being produced by Millennium Films. 
uh, who also produced uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Yeah, it was okay. It's better than the beginning. Sure. In that Platinum Dunes had nothing to do with it. Um, and 3D Alexander Daddario. Yeah, and then boobies. Them things! <laughs> In 3D! Uh, so juicy, dude. Was that you that sent me the picture of her in Baywatch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her on the rock are in Baywatch. That's the thing that's happening. I'm I'm all about that movie. I bet you are. <laughs> I'm gonna see it. Tony loves The Rock, by the way. The Rock is awesome. <laughs> Even though I like really don't like wrestling anymore. He's gonna be at Mania. Huh? He's gonna be at Mania. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He said he what he's not wrestling, but he's gonna be there. Just hanging out. I guess. So it's like I'm gonna be there in one of the luxury boxes. Maybe he'll be there hanging out with Rousey again. With, with uh, Rousey? Yeah. Huh? Last year he was there and Rousey was in the crowd. He like pulled Rousey out of the crowd. And then he had a face-off with Triple H and Stephanie. And was like, oh my God, they're going to do a match. And then nothing. It's been rumored that like they want to do a tag team match with Triple H and Stephanie against Rock and Rousey. That's not equal. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that she's lost, like if she ever wanted to make the move, because she's a huge fan apparently. And she would like would love to be in WWE, but I think if she was ever going to make the move, now would be the time. Strike where the iron's hot. Like since she had this loss, so she's not like this undefeatable force anymore. I don't... But if she comes back and starts winning again, then it makes it so like if she goes to WWE, people would be like, no one can beat her. Why would she go to WWE though? I don't know because she wants to for fun and money. But would she really make more money? Probably. You think? Do you know how much money WWE makes? Yeah, I know how much money WWE makes. I know the wrestlers don't make that much. <laughs> they might give her that much. Just because of who she is. Anyway, I I don't think she's going to do it. I think it would be a poor choice on her part. Ah, uh, fuck. Anyway, um, this prequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a young nurse is kidnapped by a group of violent teens who escape from a mental hospital and take her on a road trip from hell. Uh, presume, or pursued by an equally deranged lawman out for revenge, uh, one of these teens is destined for tragedy and horrors that will destroy his mind, molding him into the monster we now call Leatherface. Uh, it's starring Stephen Dorff as the deranged lawman. He's a Texas Ranger, I think. Yeah, I think so. He's not Chuck Norris, though to our great disappointment. Uh, Vanessa Grassi? Sure. And Lily Taylor. Um, and we'll also be featuring Finn Jones, uh, who I believe is... I think that's the guy playing Leatherface. I th- I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the guy playing uh, uh, Dorf's partner. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, no release date yet. But I imagine now that it has distribution, we should be hearing something soon. Probably. Uh, Speaking of release dates, Amityville Awakening has had its release date moved yet again. Uh, Originally, Dread Central had reported that the movie was canceled, much to the light of everyone. (laughs) Uh, But unfortunately, it is still happening. Um, Deadline 
says that it's going to be released January 6th, 2017. You may remember we talked about originally it was going to be on April 1st, but that was apparently a giant April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> Psych! Uh, Weinsteins are probably just trying to drive more revenue by opening earlier in the year. Um, yeah. Also, they it's one of the biggest reasons for the delays is because they're recutting it to get a PG-13 rating. Hadn't they done that already? I, I I knew they were going to. Maybe they hadn't officially done it yet. I don't know. Mm. Well, whatever. I have less than no desire to see this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I, and the tra- the fucking poster is so dumb. Oh, the Instagram. Or yeah. Was that is that a poster? Or is that an actual Instagram? Post? No, that's a poster. That's the poster for the movie. Oh, for fuck's sake. They didn't even try. It's like no, it's like they tried too hard. Well, sure, yeah, but it's like it, uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Netflix has acquired uh, Hush, uh, which is a t- uh, show, right? Movie? Is it a movie? Yep. Okay. Um. Uh, written by Mike Flanagan, who was the director of Oculus. Um, it's co-written and starring Kate Siegel. Who's actually uh, Mike Flanagan's wife. Well, all right. She was in Oculus. I think she was the mom. Oh, okay. Wait. Siegel? Is that her last name? Apparently. Whatever. Uh, after losing her hearing as a teenager, author Maddie Young, played by Kate Siegel, um, has lived a life of isolation, fully retreating into her now silent world. Uh, when the masked face of a psychotic killer appears in the window of her secluded home, she must push herself beyond her mental and physical limits in order to survive the night. So there's that. That sounds interesting to me. It isn't so bad. I mean, I'm not a big home invasion guy, but... Yeah, not bad. Uh, this will start streaming on Netflix on April 8th. Uh, Don Coscarelli says there will not be a remake of Phantasm right now. Uh, he says nothing is ever off the table. You have a big casting hurdle there with Tall Man. Currently, there's nothing planned, but if you had the right director, the right story, the right direction in terms of making something unique and still staying true to the spirit of the story... You know, all these years working on Phantasm, I'm like a Phantasm fan too, so I would go see it. Dude, don't. Don't do that. Don't encourage them. Yeah. I do like, though, that he's like, if you had the right director, the right story, the right actor, the right this, the right that, the right everything, then yeah, it could be cool. (laughs) (laughs) It might be all right. Uh, Fuck, we still haven't even seen Phantasm 5 yet. Yeah. Where's Ravager? I don't know. I want to get ravaged. I'll bet you do. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's that's it for remains. Um, we, we were supposed to have an interview. We were yeah, all set um, up for it and just didn't happen. So. Some kind of a communication issue. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can set that up for next episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, this is going to be a shorter episode than we anticipated. Right. Because, I mean, <laughs> literally we, we were set up for the interview. And 
there was like Taylor said, just some communication errors and just a, a, our, our timing got screwed up. And so we just decided to record the show instead. So, um, I guess that being the case, we'll just go ahead and do our reviews. All right, so as we explained last episode, we did something a little different on this one. Yeah, we don't do uh, episode titles anymore, but if we did, we would probably call this one something like Second Time Around, Deja Vu, yep. something of that nature. Something to in- imply that we repeated something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what we did is we went back, we took a look at movies that we reviewed in the past. And we took one movie that we seemed to like, but everybody else seemed to not care for, uh, like, at all. Yeah. Pretty much loathe. Yeah. And then we went and took a movie that we really didn't care for and just didn't work for us at all that everybody else seemed to love. Uh, We rewatched them. And um, we're going to kind of give uh, our updated review, see if our minds have changed at all. So, um, to start with, uh, what, Taylor, which, uh, which one should we do? Um, let's go ahead and start with the one that we really liked, but everyone else seemed to dislike, which would be Kevin Smith's Tusk. Always be sober what you do drunk. I'm going to teach you to keep your mouth shut. Hemingway said that. Yes, he did. And he said it to me. I don't want you to go to Canada tomorrow. For the podcast. It's what I do. I travel around and I interview weird or interesting people. So look out, you crazy Canucks. Wandering Wallace (laughs) takes a raunchy road trip up to the Great White North. Hello. I'm an old man who has enjoyed a long and storied life at sea. And after eons of oceanic adventure, I know I do not wish to spend my remaining years alone. Well, I have such stories to share. How far is Bifrost from here? It's about two hours from here. It's about two hours away. I hate American guys. Good evening. It's nice to meet you. Could I interest you in some tea? So what happened after the boat sank? I was alone. And then something very swift and frightening moved by me. A walrus saved your life? The walrus is far more evolved than any man I've ever known. Present company included. Thank you. You're welcome. Would you? Huh. Would you? There, there. It'll be all right, Mr. Tuff. He hasn't called me in three days. I'm worried. Boris! Why are you doing this? <laughs> Are you really mourning your humanity? I don't understand. Who in the hell would want to be human? Ah! 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 Ah!
this guy wants to turn me into an animal or something. I don't want to die in Canada. Okay, before we start this, call, call my phone. <laughs> call myself phone right now. This is the best ringtone ever. Is that like your permanent ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> Just for me or for everybody? Everyone. Nice. <laughs> it's always going to go off. <laughs> I'm going to start. I usually turn my phone on to silent at work. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Just going to turn it up all the way. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, it's a movie Tusk. Um, I don't We probably should have looked up which episodes we reviewed these in, in originally. Oh, okay. Uh, you start just telling the... Uh, the synopsis and I'll, I'll look it up okay uh I'm, I'm not gonna get too deep into the synopsis because we've done this already uh we don't want to want to try to avoid rehashing you know pretty much exactly what we've done already so um just a, a, a general baseline what happens is um there is a guy named wallace played by justin long um he runs uh, a podcast hey like us Hey. We're, we're podcasters uh, called the Nazi Party. Spell it, spell it, spell it. <laughs> and that's N-O-T-S-E-E, the Nazi Party, um, where the the basic premise of their podcast, is, um, it's, uh, it's Wallace and Teddy, played by uh, the little kid from... Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> the little kid from Sixth Sense. Um, he... Um, Wallace will go out on these adventures. He'll go uh, experience something. He'll go interview these interesting people uh, and then basically come back and tell Teddy about it on the podcast. And that's why it's the not see party because Teddy doesn't see any of it. He just... Because he doesn't fly. Right. He just uh, experiences the tale. The, the, he just experiences these things secondhand uh, as Wallace regales his adventures on the show. Um, and so Wallace, he's, he's going out to interview, uh, it's kind of a, a spin on, um, the Star Wars kid who was playing with a, a curtain rod or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, but this is the Kill Bill kid in which this guy, uh, starts doing tricks in his garage with an actual katana. Uh, and cuts his own leg off. So, um, Wallace, who lives in L.A., goes up to Manitoba, Canada, to interview this kid, um, who's become a bit of an internet sensation. Um, yeah, and he gets there and finds out he can't interview the kid. While he's taking a piss in the bathroom at the bar, <laughs> bar H, Yeah. <laughs> um, he finds this handbill um or like a like a like a tab like a little thing with the numbers that you pull off i know what you're talking about i'm just making sure they understand um like a flyer with, with a little tabs. A little thing <laughs> um oh my god the other night oh. i saw this fucking ninja walking down olive 
and like hanging up these things. That's awesome. And I went and looked at it and like, it's a thing for like, are you a ninja? Please call this number. (laughs) Awesome. Sometimes cool things happen in Seattle. It was a little terrifying at first. <laughs> anytime I see somebody walking down the street with their face covered, I'm always a little little hesitant. Right, because of the Al-Qaeda. No, because of just mass shootings in general, mostly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, while he's trying to make sure his, his trip to Canada of uh, is all isn't wasted, he finds this thing in the bathroom, this old guy basically explaining that he's been on this you know this this lifetime of adventures and wants to share his story with people uh he gets the it's it's basically an offer it's a boarding offer like he gets free room and board like all all necessities taken care of all he needs to do is like basically be there there's there's no real cost associated with it i don't think i think he just the uh old man is just he's just looking for company he's right. he lives in alone sorry my dog is playing his, his oh, simon is that what that is yeah. um yeah he's just he's alone in this big big giant house and is just looking for for company right someone to listen to his stories uh this this we reviewed this originally back in episode 29 29 so it's been a while yeah um Okay, so it was supposed to be a short synopsis, and it's getting long. Um, yeah, so he goes to meet this man, um, Mr. How, Howard Howe, yep. and uh, he turns him into a human walrus. <laughs> yeah, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> it's it's kind, kind of like the, the premise of the story. Yeah. It happens pretty suddenly. Yeah. Um, so... We both appreciated this. Did you happen to look at our ratings? I did not. I, I, did, I was debating whether or not I should. That's me too. I I was con- I could not decide if I should go back and listen to our old reviews or not. Yeah, I, I decided against it because yeah. I, did, I didn't want it to influence our our second thoughts. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I like this this morning when I didn't have time to do it anymore. <laughs> uh, I was thinking maybe I should have listened to it so I could make sure that we were just like saying the same things over again. We probably will, but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, what were your feelings? Uh, well, watching it a second time, there's there's some things I noticed, like they're not really good or bad. They're just interesting. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, when Wallace first wakes up and he finds out his leg's been cut off. Yeah, and uh, Howard is telling him that there was a doctor there that, that performed it. And he said, Doc, Dr. Moussier is a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> but then later when he's talking to Guy Lapointe, he says his own name is Moussier, which uh, I, I, yeah. I thought, didn't pick up on that. But. Yeah. Um, the only reason I picked it up is because I was like, remember Moussier because uh, last time we, we couldn't remember what he said. The doctor's name was, we just thought that is a funny name. <laughs> we just like that part. <laughs> so I was like, remember Moussier, remember Moussier. And then I got to the part later and I was like, Oh, he said Moussier again. Right. Um, but yeah, watching it again, I feel like a lot of the first watch is intrigue. Mm-hmm. So when you know most of what's going to happen, it's a little cornball. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like this time around, I can definitely see why people don't like it. Yeah. But I still like it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. It's like, I because I already knew what was going to happen, I like I mean, knew exactly from beginning to end how the movie was going to be carried out. Um, all that really left was the 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 comedy yeah because i mean the 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 mystique of it wasn't there anymore right um so yeah i mean that that left it very heavily on just the jokes and their repeat value and admittedly they weren't as good the second time mm-hmm. they i mean I, I i can remember parts like having a good laugh at these parts and just kind of staring idly at the screen when it happened this time. Um, but it's not to say it wasn't good. I mean, like I, that I didn't enjoy it. I, the only thing that like I felt this time watching it, it almost felt like I was watching a very high budget trauma movie. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, but at the same time, it's like this premise is so fucking stupid, mm-hmm. but they play it so straight. Yeah. It's not like, you know, the, it's not this over the top cheesy movie. It's not tongue in cheek at all. Really easily turn into. Mm-hmm. But also playing it straight is very dangerous because it is such a stupid idea. Yeah. That you could play it straight and make it like seem really dumb. And it's like, oh my God, th- they should have made this a comedy. Yeah. You know? But I feel like they, they towed the line really well mm-hmm. of being able to make this story, play it straight, and have it be interesting and be scary yeah and see like kevin smith i don't know if he intended this to be just like a really heart like like a heart stopper like like really horrifying body horror movie or not because it didn't play that well to me or play that way to me Mm -hmm. this was always intended to be a horror comedy yeah um i mean from my perspective i mean even the horror bits were uh I won't. Comp- I'll I'll use Shaun of the Dead as an example. I won't necessarily compare it because Shaun of the Dead is it's up here, right? <laughs> um, but in the in the way that that was a comedy movie, like pretty much first, mm-hmm. whereas where there were there were horrific scenes in it that played really well as horror scenes, but it didn't detract from the fact that this is a comedy movie. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. And there was the same like we've talked about this before how you know there's this fine line between horror comedy and comedy horror yeah where the the comedy doesn't come at the expense of the horror mm-hmm. like you look at zombie land so much of the comedy is you know in these clever ways that they kill the zombies yeah whereas in Shaun of the Dead like the the zombie scenes are legit horror straight out of a George Romero movie kind of zombie films right but then the comedy comes from like the interaction of the characters with each other right yeah, and uh, that the, the thing about this one is it's, it's kind of the same way. Um, it's it's the interaction between the characters, and most of it actually involves Justin Long, mm-hmm. who's just funny as shit. He is, yeah. I love that guy. I mean, he's. I don't know why he's not more a more prolific actor. Why or not prolific, but why he doesn't? Why he's not in more things? I mean, I don't want him to get. I don't want to get burned out on him as an actor, but I'd really like to see him in more stuff because he's really fucking funny. Yeah. And he's um, a good actor too. Like there's scenes yeah. in this where, you know, he, he gets genuine feeling in his face and, you know, he cries and mm-hmm. 
It's you, you feel for him genuinely. Yeah, I mean, there's there are definitely times when he looks truly terrified. Yeah, despite the fucking ridiculous circumstances. <laughs> and I think I think I said this last time, but when when he starts like just screaming and he's just like, "Help me, help me!" and uh, and how starts just screaming back at him and like making those gnashing, snarling noises. Yeah, that is fucking t- freaky as shit. Because it's like he's just saying to him. Scream all you want. No one's going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the nobody can hear you scream or in space. Nobody can hear you scream. That kind of. Right. Yeah. That kind of mentality of it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's there are elements of it that are just terrifying. I mean, to see them on screen mixed with so much comedy and the fact that it's like, you know, it's Kevin Smith. I think his his brain will only allow him to do something that's only so serious, right? Because um, the rest is all full of bong resin, right? <laughs> but um, he has so much comedy mixed in, but there are elements of it that, in that situation, are terrifying. I mean, as as, as terrifying as something in this movie can be, because. Again, the, the the comedy is first and foremost. I mean, mm-hmm. that there's nothing before the comedy, really. Um, yeah, and uh, I forgot to mention that Mr. Howe is played by Michael Parks, who's just a phenomenal actor. Yes, like, very multi-dimensional. I mean, just in this movie, he plays. Plays the same character, but the same character as two different people. Yes. Um, and those those two characters within the movie are polar opposites. And it's just, I mean, and then you compare that with um, his character in uh, like From Dusk Till Dawn, um, Red State. Red. Well, his character in Red State was actually pretty similar to this one. Yeah, that's true. So, but I mean, he's just a very multi-dimensional actor. So I mean, that was a a great pick for for this one. Yeah, for for uh, Kevin Smith to be able to get him to be in his movies, it was you know good for him. <laughs> yeah. Any anything else? I mean, that you picked I mean, the, out the that you the, the walrus suit uh, definitely could invoke some laughter. Sure. It's it's very ridiculous. It's morbid though. Yeah. It's 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 ridiculous but like really fucking disgusting. And the thing is it's not just like a walrus suit. It's not like he just took this person and put them in a suit. Yeah. It's like he alters this man into being a walrus. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of makes this suit around his deformed body. Right. Which is terrifying. Yeah. It's a horrible thought. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh the the walrus fight seemed way more hokey the second time around. Yeah. I remember laughing my ass off the first time. I I remember like being like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is going on?" Yeah. But the second time around it's just like, "This is dumb." <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um But yeah, I mean, like like we said at the beginning, it's like this was it wasn't as good the second time, mm-hmm. um, agreed. 
but it's still funny. I mean, it's, I still, but I can definitely see why people might hate it. Yeah, I, I can definitely see the other side now. Yeah, it's, it's not like I watched it and I was just like, this is so good. How could anyone hate this? Yeah. It was like, you know, I, I like it, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's not like, um, like mall rats or clerks or um, to a lesser extent dogma. It's like where, where you're just like, how can you not like that movie? Yeah. That, those movies are awesome. You are a fool for not liking them. And it's also not like those movies in that those movies you can watch over and over. You can quote every word and still love it. Yeah. This one doesn't. It, I feel like it doesn't have a lot of rewatchability. No. Which I don't think is a word, but. It can be. It is now. Patent pending. Um, yeah. I mean, this. I, I, the first time I watched this was when we reviewed it the first time. The second time I watched it was this one. And I I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. Yeah. Um, I probably won't really watch it of my own accord. I'm sure if somebody else wants to watch it, I won't. It's not something I'd you know, leave the room for, obviously. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, if somebody else that hadn't seen it wanted to watch it, I would sit down and watch it with them. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as, like, uh, prompting myself, it's not like I'm going to sit down one night when I'm by myself and say, I'm going to watch Tusk. Right. That, that'll never happen. I don't think it's something I would buy. No. Um, I mean, it's on, uh, well, I, I guess it's on Amazon. I, I th- could have sworn it was on Netflix. It might have been at one point. Yeah. It's not uncommon for them to take things off there. True. Um, but it is on Amazon Prime. On, it's a video. Oh, it's on Prime? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, anything else to say on the matter? Uh, Genesis Rodriguez is still hot. Yeah, she fine. Yeah. Um, and Haley Joe Osmond still looks like a man boy. He does look like a man boy. Like a giant baby with a beard. Yeah, he, he looks like the kid from Sixth Sense with a beard. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I think I've uh Guy Lapointe, we talked about before uh, how he was he was so over the top that it didn't seem to fit in this movie. Yeah. For some reason I didn't feel that this time. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. I don't know if that's because I expected it. That's that's what I'm thinking is maybe it was just expectations that I, I expected him to be so over the top. I'm like, oh I guess he's not as over the top as I thought. Yeah. I will say Johnny Depp gets lost in that character. He, he usually does. That's true. He's he's a very good character actor. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think he has a personality of his own anymore. <laughs> like, I'm he's so just serious. an empty shell. Yeah. Like, I, I, I genuinely think that he be, he is so method and, like, becomes his character so much that he doesn't have a personality of his own anymore. He just sits at home like this and stares, <laughs> sure. at, just stares at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> just sleeps in a box. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, the I I the character was funnier this time. Yeah, like I was kind of annoyed by him. I, I, I mean, if you if you listen to our, my review or of the last last time we watched this, I could be completely contradicting myself <laughs> here. I don't I don't know, but I feel like I remember being annoyed by him the first time. And not really thinking he was all that funny. This time he was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, 
And then one thing that I know we said before, and it, it still rings true, and especially with Guy Lapointe, this movie is really wordy. Uh, yeah, I think that's the case. But I mean, if you listen to Jay and Silent Bob get old, you you know that's how Kevin Smith is. Yeah, you watch the guy, any Kevin Smith movie. The guy will talk for half an hour about the color of a room. Yeah. Uh, and it's not because he's artistic. He just he fucking just rambles. rambles. <laughs> it's because he's stoned out of his mind. Well, even like you go back and watch his older movies like Clerks and Mallrats. Those movies are so fucking wordy. Clerks especially, yeah. Yeah, like he like... His characters go off on these fucking diatribes, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Which, when I was watching this, I couldn't help but try and picture him directing <laughs> in my mind. Which, and, you know, obviously, I've never met the man. Right. But from what I know about him, just from listening to his podcast and stuff, and it's just knowing that he's just stoned all the time, <laughs> and then trying to picture him like trying to describe what to do to people, <laughs> it just wasn't wasn't clicking in my head. Yeah. Um. B- speaking of which, I mean, if if you haven't listened to our original review of this and you're not familiar with the movie, this is actually based on a concept that he and Scott Mosier developed in. Uh, was it f- which podcast was it? Because uh, he does wasn't like, Hollywood Babylon. No, because that's with Frank Garman. Right? Is it? Was it just Smodcast? Does, is there just a Smodcast? Yeah, I believe podcast? so. Okay, then maybe that's it. Yeah. Um. You see a lot. Uh. Well, not a lot, but like um. Uh. uh Frank. His co-host on Hollywood Babylon. Garmin. Frank Garmin. Ralph Garmin. Ralph Garmin. That's what I meant. Frank Garmin is his character in this movie. Yes, that's why I was getting confused. He plays like a fucking Manitoba cop. Yeah. And it's like all these people are doing these Canadian accents, and some of them are good, some of them are bad, but it's funny either way. Yeah. Except for Smith's stupid fucking daughter (laughs) and Johnny Depp's stupid fucking daughter. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Harley Smith's big fucking head. Uh, But uh, Harley Morenstein, (laughs) my God, funniest part about this movie, and he's only in it for like 30 seconds. Well, yeah, he ble- he's a border crossing patrolman. Just, yeah. Uh, a man stuck betwixt devils and kings. Yeah, if you watch no other part of this movie, watch that. Like, the part where Wallace first gets to Canada and he's going through customs. Just just watch that part. He gets so mad at him for saying he doesn't watch hockey. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, there's some Canadoos and some Canadons. One of them is you never tell a Canadian you don't, you don't watch <laughs> hockey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he gets so serious about it. It's, like, it's right there on the Canadian flag, eh? Americans, they're always red, white, and blue. Canadians, they're red and white, but never blue. <laughs> you look deep past that uh, that majestic maple leaf. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's going to be in uh, in Smith's story for holidays. Right. As the cam girl pimp. (laughs) Did you see uh, he he was in a a chic commercial commercial and he shaved off his beard? No. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was like a I don't don't even know if it was you consider a commercial. It was like it's like five minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, just bears a baby's ass. Wow. 
It's weird. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, so now having watched this movie twice, how do you feel about yoga hosers? I still don't want to see it. <laughs> I mean, I probably will, but I'm I'm curious more than anything. I don't I don't know if I would necessarily say I want to see it, but I'm curious. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it's definitely one of those movies where it's like it just you watch it because it's there. Especially since like it's supposed to be a sequel to this, but it sounds so over the top. Yeah, and I don't like his daughter. Yeah, she bugs the shit out of me. Oh, that's a boot two hours from here. So fucking cringeworthy. It's like Johnny Depp's daughter. She wasn't that bad. No. As she also seemed like her role was smaller. Yeah. Well, of course. Um, I don't know. Smith, like, if you like, ever listen. Those two are like the main characters in Yoga Hosers, right? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't excite me at all. No. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you listen to Smith's podcast. I, I listened more to Jay and Silent Bob Get Old rather than his other one. So I don't know if it's the same thing, but in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, he fucking raves about his daughter. Oh, yeah. Like She's he's the best, best thing since sliced bread. All the time. She's an amazing writer because she texts. Right. That's a real thing he said. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the mouth of the horse. Um. He just he just raves about her like how she's 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 so fucking amazing at everything and so far everything that I've seen her do she's not good at. Her her best performance was in Clerks too, when she was the fat little girl in she was Baby J or Baby Bob. She was baby yeah Baby Silent Bob. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah maybe that was actually better because she didn't. Oh, that was that was uh, uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. What'd you say? What did I say? You said Clerks too. No, no, I'm saying because she was in Clerks too. Right, I was as well. thinking that, that that's where she was Baby Bob. No, she was Baby Bob in Strike Back. Yes. Who was she in Clerks too? She when uh, when Dante's out driving, uh, just trying to blow off steam, um, and he drives past oh, the restaurant. Yeah. There's a chubby little girl in the restaurant window. It's amazing how much she's changed. Yeah. I mean, good for her. She doesn't look as fucking weird and dorky as she used yeah. to. Yeah. But... She's still got to grow into that head. And that fucking nose. My God. <laughs> she's got she's to, gotta like, figure out how she's going to grow her head in the right, or grow her body and her head in the right p- proportions so she can balance everything out. Right. <laughs> because she needs a bigger head to match her nose, but she needs a bigger body to match her big head. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just got to be, like, seven feet tall. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I guess maybe we just give numbers now. Uh, I'm thinking five. All right. Um, I'll do you one better and say six. I mean, it, if it had zero rewatchability, like if I, if I genuinely didn't think I'd ever watch this again, um, I'd probably say like four or five, but the fact that I, I know that some point will come in my life where this will pop up and I'll be, I'll be fine with watching it. That's why well, I, I give it a six, but I don't know how that compares to what I gave it before, but that's my rating and I'm standing by it. 
Uh, last time I gave it a seven and you gave it an eight. Really? Yep. It's amazing how our opinions dropped. <laughs> of course, you have to remember, we're rating this as a second watch. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of like, I think, the, the principle of our show or, you know, the basis is like we're really giving you giving you our first impressions and like we're not we're not analyzing the movie mm-hmm. just, just what we pick up on our first watching right that's why like and so like, we're not we're not like rating this as someone who we're not telling you this as if you had never seen it yeah like i said we're rating this as a second watch not just the movie as in general having watched it two times yeah so it's like maybe if you've seen it once before like and and you either liked it or you hated it maybe this perspective for somebody who's or for from people who have watched it again given it a second run regardless of what we thought of it before it's like we're almost trying to look at it with fresh eyes yeah um maybe this will give you a little perspective i guess sure um yeah so i mean there's yoga hosers eh? and which is it's it's was at Sundance. I don't know if it got. Was I, it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, as far as I know, A twenty four and Demarest are supposed to be attached again for distribution. I assume so. I think that's kind of Smith's go to lately. Yeah, but I don't know if they have. I haven't heard any kind of release date or anything. So. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So there's yoga hosers, and they're supposed to be moose jaws at some point. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to doubt Which, that, that one will ever actually. Spoiler happen. alert: Maybe the end of Silent Bob. Yeah, maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's it. Uh, I guess we'll move on from here into another movie that we've watched before, and that's going to be We Are Still Here. here, Paul. It's everywhere. You're not leaving here. You stay, you satisfy the darkness. Every 30 years or so, the goddamn place just wakes up! And it demands! New blood! Alright, so we are still here. Originally reviewed in episode 41. Um, It's about Paul and Anne, who lost their son, Bobby. Bobby. And uh, move to New England to try and 
escape the past. Apparently, this was filmed in New York. Like upstate? Like, yeah, it's like somewhere near the Canadian border. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So, you know, not New England. Unless you really stretch the definition of New England. Interesting that a movie set in New England is filmed in New York. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they moved to this uh, middle of nowhere little cottage Dark. home. And uh, strange things start happening in the house. Things get knocked over, um, etc. <laughs> and such. <laughs> uh, Anne is convinced that, that Bobby has followed them to the, the new house and he is with them in the house. So they invite their friends over. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember their names. Uh, uh, one of them was, I think May was the was the woman and Jake uh, let me pull it up. Um, played by Lisa Marie and Larry Fessenden um, and by the way is genre icon Barbara, Barbara Jacob Barbara Crampton so Jake yeah um, okay, yeah. who is very earthy <laughs> which is a nice way of saying he smokes a lot of pot he smokes a lot of doobs doobie joint smackheads. <laughs> Um, so they come over. They're they're very spiritual. They're into uh, seances and um, etc. <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> did you did you actually watch the movie? I did. Uh, so they they come over and they're they're trying to uh, put Bobby at ease, but they discover that um, what what's in the house is not Bobby. And it's this darkness. Darkness. <laughs> darkness. <laughs> it's Charlie Murphy living in their house. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, get out. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> um, but they find out that their, ho- their home used to be a uh, mortuary, a funeral home yeah. at the turn of the century. And the the people who lived there were it's like back in the, like mid nineteenth century. Like, he said he says turn of the century in the movie. Oh, because jumping ahead a little bit, at the end of the movie during the credits, they're sort of like intersplicing uh, some news articles. Mm-hmm. It actually, said the house was built in nineteen or eighteen fifty nine. So, oh, if you, if they consider that turn of the century, and <laughs> well, that's just when the house was built. That could have been well, like, it was built specifically for this family. Oh, that's true. Uh, anyways, turns out they were keeping the bodies and burying empty caskets and selling the bodies, um, including possibly to the quote Orientals. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not my words. <laughs> uh, for chop suey. <laughs> Again, not my words. Uh, so the family was then. Uh, run out of town on the rail and uh, and other old timey scenes <laughs> right uh, turns out this movie takes place in 1979 was it 79 because I, I remember last time we couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be a period piece or not right but he talks about how um, the last time this happened was in 1949 ah 
And the house apparently wakes up every 30 years to just destroy whoever's living in it. And if it doesn't have someone to take, then it, it spreads out into the town and just takes everyone. Right. So the people in the town are very concerned for obvious reasons that this house gets its sacrifice every 30 years. So you've got these two different antagonists because you don't just have these ghosts in the house trying to kill whoever's in the house. You have these townspeople trying to make sure that that happens. Well, you have three because you have this, you have the ghosts, you have the townspeople, and then you have this like this entity, this darkness, as you put it. Like that's a separate thing. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> so it's it's a little convoluted. The story is a little convoluted. Um, the biggest takeaway I have from a second watching is you need to focus on this movie. Yeah. I was trying to watch it while I was doing dishes and that wasn't working very well. No, and I think that was the biggest downfall the first time I watched it is that a lot of movies, you know, you can watch and just occasionally... You, check on your phone, look at your Twitter, whatever, and still turn around and focus and get right back into the movie. This is not one of those movies. Yeah. You need to sit down, put your eyeballs on it and watch it and focus on what's happening. Um, Because not only is the story a little convoluted, but there are little things that happen that you kind of need just to keep the story rolling. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there are Lengthy periods where there is no dialogue. And yeah. It's not to say that nothing's happening, but it's like just because nobody's talking, like it doesn't mean you can stop paying attention. Yeah. So. And there are also lengthy parts of dialogue. Yeah. Um, mainly their, their neighbor, who is the one that kind of reveals this whole story, not only to them, but also, you know, to us as an audience. And then later he elaborates on the story to the bartender at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you get a sense real quick that the, the townspeople don't like outsiders mm-hmm. or maybe not just outsiders, but maybe people specifically in this home. Um, Cause like they go into the restaurant and it's almost like you hear a record scratch yeah. and just every head turns and looks at them. Well, it's like, I guess they see having somebody in that home is kind of a necessary evil. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I don't remember if you actually mentioned this, but when somebody moves in the house, it's like they're they're feeding this darkness because mm-hmm. the darkness wants this wants a family. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, where was I going? I don't remember. Oh, and they also, you know, the, the townspeople obviously they don't want to get attached to a new family. They don't want to make friends with them just to have them be destroyed by this home. Yeah. Um, bait basically. Yeah. More or less. So you have this, this darkness that's trying to consume them. And then like we said, there's also these ghosts in the basement who, uh, they're just, they're, they're burnt beyond recognition mm-hmm. and they're, they're really fucking cool looking. Yeah. I, I feel like I remember not really caring for that look last time i think i liked it a little better this time oh yeah kind of appreciated a little more 
I maybe I'm wrong. Which I mean, I don't know how much you focused on this the second time as if, if you were like me, where I tried really hard to just focus on the movie. But I mean, you once you get it, you don't get a good look at them really. Uh, you know, it's, it's usually really quick. Yeah, something happens and they like they come out of the darkness real quick and then go back. So it's if if you're not paying close attention, you may not get a good look at them. At the end, you do. At the end, that's true. That you get you do get a better look uh, when they come out into the out into the light. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. That's basically the story of We Are Still Here without getting into the spoiler territory. Right. Um, second time around, what'd you think? Uh, I think I... Maybe, I don't know if I enjoyed it more is the right way to put it. Because I, I remember not really like caring for this at all last time. Neither one of us did. Yeah. Um... And I I wasn't as turned off by it the second time I guess. Um, like I maybe got a little more out of it, but still not much. Not to, not to I I still don't understand why people just love this movie. I I still don't get it. Um, I found it a little more. I just just watchable in general. Um, like like I said, I mean the the, the look of the ghosts for lack of a better term uh I, I i liked that better i thought it was cool um in it in its simplicity because basically i mean they're just they're charred bodies mm-hmm. i mean they're just black like f- and flaky and their their eyes are milk white i mean it's it, they, they they look they genuinely look like somebody that's been burned to death right that, but they still have like there's you'll see orange like crackling through so it's almost like they're still really hot yeah yeah this is like they're smoldering yeah um but yeah i mean like you know the the the, the cracking you know the, the flakiness the just the char and the the white eyes even because you know if somebody when somebody burns to death before their eyes just melt they kind of become like glazed over they they, they frost over basically um and become just white like that so um i thought that was kind of cool and um the guy uh fuck paul yeah paul he he's not a good actor (laughs) he he was definitely the weak link um i mean he had he had he had moments where it seemed like he was caring like he was able to emote well but his his delivery was just weak and Um, his glasses didn't have frames I could not stop looking at that. <laughs> like, I get it. I know why they do that because of glare and reflections and stuff like that. Wait, they didn't have uh, frames or uh, uh, lenses. lenses. I mean, yeah, I didn't notice, but I, I couldn't not notice. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it kept bugging me. And like I said, I get it. I know why they do it, but it was, it was noticeable. Couldn't just put an anti-glare coating. On right. Or something. Course in his IMDb picture he's not wearing glasses, so maybe he just doesn't wear any. He probably normally doesn't, but I mean you could still get non prescription lenses. Sure. Um and you know, overall, the script is weak. It's like I mean I The dialogue or just Yeah. It was just not very strong. I mean the the lines just seem 
fake. It's like this isn't how people talk, even in movies. <laughs> That's true. Uh, one thing that I, I did like is this movie, it gives you a lot of backstory, and a lot of it is the neighbor just flat out telling you the story. Yeah. But it doesn't just like beat you over the head with with this is why this is happening. Yeah. You know, because like you don't find out their son has died for, I don't know, the first 15 minutes or so. But it, they don't just tell you. You know, it's like the, the opening scene is them driving to this home and it's clear that something is wrong. Yeah. She's clearly bothered by something. But it's not just like, look, I know Bobby died. <laughs> they don't they don't just spell it out for him. Sure. First line in the movie. Oh, I can't believe our bo- or can't believe our son is dead. <laughs> I know I'm very distraught. <laughs> it's like, no, they, they trust the viewer to, to get it, to figure it out. Yeah. Which is nice. Because too nice. many, too many Platinum Dunes movies just explain it to yeah, you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, too many movies lean too heavily on dialogue to explain the story. Yeah. And the, the, it's like I said, I mean, there were instances in this where there were, I mean, like full minute or two segments where there was no dialogue. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, as a rule, I, I typically don't, don't care for that. That doesn't work for me. Like, I want to hear dialogue. This isn't the 1920s. There should be some fucking talking in the goddamn right. movie. <clears throat> um, and I mean, I, I won't say this is the exception to that rule. Like, I still just, I really hated the silences and the lack of dialogue. But I mean, as, as much as I didn't like it last time, I, th- I don't think I disliked it as much this time. Um, this time I would say I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go like some people are like, this is the best horror movie I've seen in a decade. I'm not ready to christen it that, yeah. but uh, I did enjoy it more. And I think the biggest reason is that I actually like, focused on it this isn't a movie where you can look away and come back and you know just listen to it while you're doing something in the other room this is a movie you have to sit down and watch and pay attention to yeah and and uh, invest in yeah yeah i mean it, it definitely is that and i don't recall the situation when i tried to watch it last time i mean typically when i'm watching a movie for the show excuse me um, I will just sit and I just just watch the movie with limited distractions. So I mean, I don't see any reason why that would have been any different when I watched this last time. But in fact, if anything, it seemed like I was maybe more distracted this time than I was last time. Really? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I was I was doing dishes and it wasn't working out that well. But I mean, I'd say for probably the last oh I don't know half to maybe quarter of the movie I was sitting here watching it um i i i don't feel like i was lost at that point i felt like i still knew what was going on and maybe that was because i still recalled could be yeah from last time but yeah i mean i I don't this is still not something 
this is still not a movie that I am keen on. I mean, ghost stories in general don't really do it for me. Um, but having watched this a second time, I do maybe... I, I, I don't I, I Honestly, I can't even say that I, I understand why people love this so much. I, I still can't say it. I just don't get it. It's not as bad as I initially thought it was. Mm-hmm. But for people to just go, like, over the moon about it I just I don't understand yeah I I don't know I guess yeah I don't know I was gonna say I guess I I could see it but I really don't even watching it a second time and actually enjoying it the second time I I still don't get the like super high praise yeah I, I can understand saying you know I really enjoyed this it's uh you know, one of the better horror movies of the year. I could, I could see that, but people who are just like, this is the best horror movie I've seen in 20 years. You must not watch a lot of horror movies. It's like, what? No, (laughs) you know, what's come out in the last 20 years. Yeah. Fucking kidding me. Um, but no, I did think it was good. And I was, I was actually surprised because I found myself, once I actually started just focusing on it, I actually got really into it. And then I didn't want to go and look at my phone and go and do anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that was part of the problem last time is I didn't really focus at first. And so then I didn't really get invested in the story. And it's definitely a story that you have to get invested into in order to keep caring about it, to keep watching it. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, um, Sorry, am I boring you? Yeah. Stop talking. <laughs> no, um, the ending was still dumb. I still did not care for the ending. It was just, it was. It seemed like they, did, like they they wrote the script and didn't have an ending, and they just said, "Okay, we need to finish this." <laughs> like we're you know we're we're running a hour forty five minutes here. We got to end this. Yeah. Um, and I just think we talked on. about this before, so I don't know if this is a spoiler, but when. Uh, there, there's scenes where people get like sucked up under something like a table or a bed or something. And then there's just this pop of blood that just spews out. It's, you know, like when you pop a pimple and it just, yeah. All <laughs> over the mirror. Yeah. Um, which is a cool effect and a very like old school effect, but it, I felt like it was overdone in this case because it happens over and over and over again. And it's like, if you're going to have this scene where this many people are killed, mix it up a bit. Yeah. There are some, there's some interesting, uh, kills. That's, that's one thing about this movie is like so much of it is so dry and mundane. It's just, your pretty much average ghost story. with like, with like no, violence or really gore at all and then all of a sudden that that flips on its head yeah. <laughs> and there's just blood everywhere um and there were some there are some cool kills i mean like a couple in particular uh there's a shotgun blast to the head and like a fistful of knives <laughs> in yeah. somebody's neck that was pretty cool. That was cool. <laughs> um, but 
So yeah, it is cool to see gore in a ghost story because, like you said, most ghost stories are they're very much about tone and just you know being creepy and giving you goosebumps, and there's not a lot of gore. Yeah. But yeah, it is cool to see gore in in a ghost story. Right. Um, and it's you know a lot of people say, oh, it's like oh, people can't appreciate a horror movie if there's no gore in it. It's like, but gore makes it cool. <laughs> <laughs> gore makes it entertaining. I can appreciate it. You not so much. What? Not having gore? Yeah. I can too. You you can, but you you have a hard time. <laughs> I like gore. <laughs> That's why I watch horror. If I want to watch something without gore, I won't watch horror. <laughs> See, I, I I like gore, but I also I like to feel like a movie is creeping me out. I think gore creeps me out. All right. You think you're better than me? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. What do, you, do you have anything else to say? Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I got it more. And I don't know if that's because I focused more or just because it was the second time. So there was things that I, I knew going into it. But I feel like I got it more. Mm-hmm. Like I, I understood the story more. So maybe that's just the result of being the second time watching. So maybe this movie is actually better the second time. Yeah. Or maybe, like I said, it's just one of those movies that you just have to focus on. Yeah, it could be either one or, or both. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So I will say if, if, if you have trouble getting through an entire movie without checking your phone or checking your email or getting on a computer, it, this may not be the movie for you. Yeah. It does require a little bit of focus. It's a movie you have to watch. Yeah. Which you will never see on a poster. <laughs> Unless they use it in a different context. He said, oh, this is a movie you have to watch. Right. <laughs> the must-watch film of the season. <laughs> Taylor of Terror, Grave Plot Podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so, I mean, just want to do ratings, or? Uh, I'm ready to throw down a seven. All right. Um, I, I'm not sure. I feel like this might be one of the movies that I like. I gave an unexpectedly high rating for. I don't quite remember. So, I feel like I, I should have given it Based on my 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 memories of it, I should have given it like a four, maybe. Um, but because like I I didn't hate like despise it, like I f- feel like I remember feeling last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said before, it's like not like I enjoyed it. I mean, this isn't gonna be a go to movie for me, but I I didn't dislike it as much as I remembered disliking it. Mm-hmm. It was it was a little more watchable than it had been before and there were some things in it that I previously felt like I probably didn't appreciate and now I do. So that being said, um I I think I'll give it a six. Okay. Uh just for the record we both gave it three last time. Really? Wow. Okay. Man, does this destroy our credibility as movie critics? I 
I think if anything, it furthers it because we're willing to go back, take another look, and determine if, you know, maybe it was just something about us that day we were off. I don't know. Well, it makes me wonder, like, how many more we'd have to go back and watch to get these different ratings. Yeah. I mean, there are some that I just won't. Like, I won't <laughs> watch Babadook again. I will absolutely never watch that again. You gave Babadook a six. I know. I don't know why. <clears throat> it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's so bad. No. In fact, I want to change my rating. I want to. I want to. I want to change my rating. Don't touch my phone. <laughs> Give me your phone. I'm gonna change it. I can only change it from your phone. <laughs> that's my girlfriend's grandparents. That's what they think. Like really? they'll they'll come over and they'll like talk about checking their email. Uh-huh. And she'll be like, oh, you can use my computer. And she's like, no, my email's on my computer. <laughs> Old people. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so that's, that's going to do it for the reviews. Um, so all we have left, as per usual, as, as per the huge. The huge. God, I hate that term. Uh, grave, pl- uh, not grave plots. Grave plot holes. <laughs> Potholes. So, let's get started. Adjective. Lumpy. Noun. Walrus dick. It's a usik. Walrus dick is better. Adjective. Shit covered. Verb. Straddle. Verb ending in ing. Squirting. Noun. Michael Jackson's dirty bed sheet. God knows what's on that. Am I right? Verb past tense. Shat. Adjective. Slippery. And noun. Furry love muffin. It's a vagina. (laughs) It's a vagina. All right, so now we're going to find out uh, what Tony has done in a rewrite of 28 Days Later. (laughs) Have we not done this already? We have not. Okay. Waking from a coma in a deserted London hospital, bicycle courier Jim takes to the deserted city streets in a state of mystified confusion. Joining forces with another group of survivors following a lumpy encounter in a seemingly abandoned walrus dick. That's a a big walrus dick. (laughs) Jim soon learns the truth behind the deserted streets and the shit-covered creatures that straddle in the shadows. It's soon revealed that chimpanzees had been squirting a deadly Michael Jackson's dirty bedsheet that sends its victims into a furious, murderous rage. And in the days following the initial exposure, the entire population was nearly shat due to the resulting slippery rampage. Is there still a glimmer of hope for humanity, or has the deadly rage virus found its way to foreign shores and infected the entire furry love muffin? That wasn't good. That wasn't a good one. That was not our best. <laughs> We've had many better. Not many worse. <laughs> last last uh, episode was pretty good. Last episode was pretty good, yeah. Um. All right, so uh, I guess that's all we have for this episode. That uh, it? Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with episode 58, where we will be reviewing uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane and Jerusalem. Correct. Uh, Taylor? What's up? Where can they find us in the meantime? 
Uh, they can find us wherever they listen to podcasts, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. Uh, also, crave, oh, fuck it, whatever. you know, fucking Google. You know, the internet, guys, <laughs> come on. Uh, or of course, our website, graveplotpodcast.com. We're also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Swedish Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us on all those. Yeah. So uh, that's going to do it. Uh, until next time, I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Yeah.